Riddle me this, pod fans. What's 90 minutes long arrives every Friday and all about the Caped Crusader? Why it's blabbing about Batman, the animated series, the newest Patreon-exclusive podcast miniseries on the Talking Simpsons Network. That's right. For the rest of 2022, we'll be covering eight of our favorite episodes of Batman, the animated series with the same heavy-duty research, clips, and trivia you've come to expect from us. And if you sign up at the $5 level today at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons, you'll get to hear each episode as soon as it goes live. Remember, sign up at patreon.com slash talking simpsons to hear all eight episodes of Blab About Batman, the animated series, as well as the hundred plus other exclusive podcast episodes we produce so far. So become a patron and join us through the rest of 2022 for another great miniseries. Same bat day, same bat podcast feed. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the podcast that makes sex look like a church. I'm your host, the sheep embryo addict Bob Mackey, and this is our chronological exploration of The Simpsons, who is here with me today as always. My money is quite gay, it's Henry Gilbert. And who do we have on the line, our special guests? Uh, of course you have sexual predator, Toby Jones. <laughs> uh, and you have Madeline Vertiqual, Carrie Pell. And this week's episode is Blame It on Lisa. Ma'am, would you be interested in changing your long distance service if... <gasps> what the... She hung up on me! What did I do? <laughs> this week's episode originally aired on March 31st, 2002. And as always, Henry will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> Oh boy, Bobby, the Queen Mother of England passes away at 101, Panic Room is number one at the box office, and Degrassi, the next generation, makes its U.S. debut on The End, the nighttime version of Noggin. So yes, we're finally all getting to watch Degrassi, the next generation. Uh, <laughs> I I watched it. Well, I watched it because, uh, like many things, Kevin Smith kind of made me want to watch it. All oh, right, mean, to get all the references. <laughs> yes, and yeah. he like he worked on a Degrassi at some point. He, he would later direct an episode. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really want at the end. Oh, oh did you not have it in your area? Well, you could order it. Like you could pay more to get it. I had some friends who had it and they were talking up Degrassi a lot, but I think mm. it had Daria on it too. So I really wanted that. Yeah, yeah. Really Daria. We also didn't have the end, but um, I did watch Panic Room though. I, I don't know if it was that weekend, but of course at that time I was I, I was probably 14. Actually, March 31st is my birthday. And so Ooh. it was I was in ninth Happy grade. Birthday. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, thank, happy birthday to me watching that episode and definitely watching the uh, F Future Stock air. I think aired that same night and I definitely watched that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I definitely remember go, drag, having my dad uh, get me into go see Panic Room because I was a huge Fincher head at the time, having just been uh, pilled by Fight Club as like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> I had to catch the next Fincher That's flick. They were required. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting movie. It, I mean, it introduced the world to the idea of the Panic Room. Uh, you know, I don't feel like if, if anybody references it now, it's like, oh, that's like that movie, right? Like Family Guy did a whole episode of Panic Room, uh, and then, but they, and, and it started young Kristen Stewart, yeah. uh, among other actors too. I was also Fight Club pilled. Uh, I watched that special edition <laughs> DVD over and over. And I, to my girlfriend at the time, I told her, "We got to see what's going on in that room." 
<laughs> it's a panic. <laughs> it's a panic. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Only saw it once, and I recall a lot of unnecessary CGI that was mocked at the time. But mm-hmm. uh, it was it was an interesting uh, take on Panic Rooms. Uh, well, only one to date so far. You know, I wish Kevin Smith with his Degrassi directing episodes that that got it out of his system, and he didn't make a thing like Yoga Hosers afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, uh, the the and the Queen Mother of England passed away 101. That's uh, the, the England in mourning again 20, 20 years ago. Little Liz couldn't outlap her. Yeah, uh, no, she's five years younger than him. At the end there. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, I, I don't know how much our guests want to be involved on the record of mocking the death of the Queen, but uh, I'll go for it, please. Okay, I am blameless. <laughs> Uh, but yes I I just thought it was funny too of like wow here we are talking about when the mother of the queen died 20 years before uh, the the queen herself passed away so that's uh, it was it was a crazy couple months there (laughs) but but yes so that's that's everything that was happening the same week as the Simpsons go to Rio Mm -hmm. and joining us today are Toby Jones and Maddie Carapel uh, last seen on itchy and scratchy in Marge welcome back to the show Always a pleasure to be here and talk about the greats. Yes, thanks so much for having me back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome having you guys here. And, uh, you know, how's, in case listeners didn't listen to the previous one, that was all about the world of, of animation, which you, you both know very, very well. Your work on shows like uh, OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes, the Infinity Train, regular show. like, And, you know, well, well my first question, though, is with that kind of background, how do you guys approach stories about characters, you know, say visiting places you maybe haven't been to before? Well, in my experience, we usually do it only if we have somebody involved who has gone to that place uh, and has some experience with mm-hmm. that location. For example, you know, there's that regular show episode, Hello China, where Benson goes to China, and that was based on Owen, my board partner's experience uh, teaching English in China. Uh, in most cases, normally, uh, and so like when I was working on that one, having not been there, I just was more like in support of of making sure his story was being told because it's like, well, I don't have anything to say about this. I've never been there. (laughs) Anything I came up with would be complete bullshit. Uh, What do you think, Maddie? Is that... Yeah, I think a direct experience is the best way to go, but maybe at least a consultant would be cool. Consultant? That's always something you can do? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, in this case, they consulted with, like, friends who went there on vacation, like, once. (laughs) Yeah. That degree. We weren't doing this in uh, 2002. We weren't being as uh, sensitive in 2002. No, that that episode of of Regular Show is such a great episode. uh, We had... Uh, Owen with you on another podcast and talked about it but I mean just that speech Benson Benson gives about how like well you traveled all this way and nothing even changed like his freak out like that really spoke to me I was like oh that's such a great a great scene of a a high strung guy I hate to admit that the character I usually in regular show I identified with the most is not one of the cool guys, but Benson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, hey, yeah, we absolutely. all want to think we're Mordecai or Skips even, but we're all Benson. We're all okay? Benson. <laughs> or maybe Rigby even. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And like uh, coming up with that part, it was definitely collaborating with Owen to tell his story of what it felt like, you know, being after college and thinking like, oh, I'm going to go t- teach English in China and I'm going to grow and change and be this better person and being like, no, I'm still me. Shit. I'm stuck with this. I'm <laughs> still Everywhere me. you go, there you are. <laughs> I just wish Benson met Tom Servo. Mm, yeah. <laughs> would they get along or would they battle? Yeah, right? <laughs> I think. I, but Tom Servo would really get Benson's goat, I think. Maybe I think they so. would uh, commiserate mm, being annoyed by Crow. 
Maybe oh, that would be their Yeah, they both, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he is, uh, I feel like Tom Servo would be another just wiseacre that Benson would see he's <laughs> wasting his time, I think. Yeah. That's true. That could be true. <laughs> I think Crow is like the Rigby of the Mission Science Theater <laughs> group. <laughs> you guys, uh, it feels like a loaded question, but uh, you, you guys are still doing, plugging away in the world of animation, too, and uh, doing good stuff. Oh, yeah. Keeping, you know. Plugging indeed. Yes. You can call us a couple of pluggers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh no, we're that uh, old. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to get my 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 animated adaptation of the famous uh, newspaper strip pluggers, pluggers picked up, and you know, I'm hoping that the more I mention pluggers, you know, that the pluggers crew will find out that I'm a really good match for the material. It's a good IP. It's especially funny because most of pluggers is people sending in ideas for a strip. Yes, maybe if I just send in if I send in my Bible concept for the pluggers animated series to the syndicate, they'll they'll maybe want to team up with a studio and make my pluggers show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've still been, you know, it's so funny. We've, we've done various podcasts since, uh, since our last shows have, have wrapped and we are truly pluggers. We are, you know, I've been working a lot in development for, and, and hopping on shows and helping out. And, uh, I just joined the crew of Jellystone recently, which is one of the, one of the best shows out there right now. So that's good. And yeah, still working on our little projects. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Would you say? Yeah, they are little, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I think you could, uh, I think Prime Video is ready for a plugger cinematic universe that starts, starts <laughs> with your PCU. show. I, Not to be confused <laughs> with PCU. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm looking at pluggers right now and it's part of the shoeniverse because the artist of pluggers <gasps> also does the comic shoe, which oh, is about like what? a duck journalist never, or something. Yes, yes. I never knew that, but thinking it allowed it makes perfect sense when i think on the art style Dang. whoa i didn't know that there was a shoe pluggers connection well i only we could, knew of of course the crankshaft well what is it funky funky winker, winker bean, bean we could do okay so now we have a whole thing here where it's like it's four quadrant right it's for everybody because you've got it's like it's like garfield and friends and u.s acres because you've got a plugger short and then you've got a shoe short you know something for everybody i think that really mm. is anybody listening hello <laughs> you just need to <laughs> fold it all in because there was already a maryworth the phantom crossover that was great so <laughs> one more just one at a time get them all hooked up that's where she advised the phantom to kill himself <laughs> <laughs> that's actually usually where she goes with her advice yeah. i'm not being dark that's a simpsons joke yeah, it's a simpsons joke it's yeah. a very rare a very rare mary worth <laughs> uh, well i guess then uh, do do either of you remember watching this one live i i have light memories of watching it live but being kind of disappointed uh when when i saw it originally uh yeah i think i definitely did i was avidly watching them every sunday uh at the time so i definitely caught it when it aired uh, i don't have a strong memory of watching this on air but again, it was my birthday, so I probably was coming off of a fun sleepover with friends of playing Halo and uh, and Smash Brothers and then maybe going to a screening of Panic Room uh, <laughs> and then probably catching up on some homework instead of watching this episode because at that time I was Mr. Mr. Futurama and kind of like, oh, these Simpsons seasons aren't doing it for me at the time. And so I probably TiVoed the Futurama and caught that when I had the chance. And I don't, I don't think I did watch this episode when it initially aired, or if it did, I didn't remember. I definitely saw it live. And I remember that I saw it live because something happened to me that was a reference to this episode in my real life. And we'll talk about it later. Oh, oh wow. I was abducted. Oh, I was abducted by Shusha and it was terrifying. No, uh, something happened. I'll talk about it. It's not that exciting. And although I did, I had a little thing for Shusha when I was 11, but I, Nice. I feel like there's like no when you uh, Toby when you mentioned future stock coming right after this like that is how it feels that probably hurt it a little bit when I see the, the like oh what's the predictable joke Homer puts on 
a speedo and his and and uh, humorous results happen. How does that compare to watching Bonitis? Like the death of Bonitis, <laughs> the death by Bonitis. That's so much fun. You had just seen Bonitis afflict that man, and yeah. then you're rolling into the Simpsons it's after true. King of the Hill. <laughs> if, if, if we were lucky enough to catch it when it aired at 6 p.m. in my time zone, you know, depending on oh. the baseball situation. Uh, but no, Dang I was like baseball. a full on Futurama. I was like a full on Futurama. Uh, I was in the fandom at the time. I was an obsessive, fully Mr. Futurama guy. I was on. I was. I was on Can't Get Enough Futurama.com. You know, following following <laughs> it very closely. Obsessed with the Fry and Leela ship. Are they going to finally get together? Uh, so that was kind of where my head was at for sure at that time. Man, well, I yeah, this one was one that I did watch, but begrudgingly, I did not like it at the time. I thought that it was just such a. They, I was like, oh, this is. I'm sensing the pattern of the Simpsons vacation episodes now. Like I saw, I saw them go to Japan, and it was you know Act One is setting up for it. Act Two, they go there, and then it's just a bunch of like very light observations of a tourist. And and I mean, we just had the the Africa one at the end of last season. Mm. Which, at the very least, this isn't just all of South... It occasionally does treat Brazil as all of the countries below uh, the American border. But Africa just was like, well, yeah, they went to Africa. You know, every part of Africa is the same. It's just Africa, the continent. <laughs> By yeah. comparison, this is less <laughs> close-minded. Yeah. <laughs> Rewatching it now, I guess I was I was slightly less offended than I remember, but it still was like, boy, even to even to regular just googling of things, I was like, well, that's wrong, like that's wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and I just didn't like Tress McNeil playing another orphan with big eyes yeah. uh, like yeah. eight years after Peppy <laughs> or nine years after Peppy, whatever. Right, he's just a ripoff of Peppy, this Ronaldo kid. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but, I will say overall, having not watched that episode on its airing, and when you sent me this episode and I, I saw what it was and I was like, like I was, I was concerned, but I will say it was better than I expected. Uh, yeah. There were some good gags in there, uh, but there were certain genuine chuckles, couple genuine chuckles, which we'll go over. But uh, yes, the things you mentioned are also prominent and present within the episode. So, you know, a little from column A, a little from column B. Though watching it again, I forgot that the phrase, don't be sad, it's carnival, has been stuck in my head since I watched it originally. It is a fun thing to say. Yeah. For, I, the, for the longest time, uh, this, this episode's title means nothing to you unless you know about the horrific movie it's based on <laughs> yes so i always confused make room for lisa with blame it on lisa and yes it's based on blame it on rio a comedy that should be arrested <laughs> uh based on a french film oh, it's one yeah. of those. but uh yes it's like uh you know it's it's one of the many movies from that era this is one of the last ones where it's like what if an old man fell in love with a girl well she's actually an actual girl she's not actually an adult she's a 17 yeah. year old 17 year old yeah. actress who oh. they got mm. special permission ah. to do nude scenes for her in it and yeah no. she has sex Wait, with michael Caine. and <laughs> Let's take a moment. Can you define special permission? Did they like go to the police the and say like... The president said it was fine. Just this once. Can we like do something illegal on Sky Camera? Like Somehow the story they, there? Got, they got a judge and her guardians to sign off on it that she could do a nude what? scene in the film. It's, uh, yeah. I, to describe it is insane that this was like a, a major film starring Michael Caine in it. Like uh, and that this was a movie. And yeah, it's just, it's about like, uh, I mean, it's the comedy version of American Beauty, I guess. 
guess like american beauty well honestly american beauty thought it was funny too i guess but i mean at least woody allen in manhattan you didn't see the naked body of the teenager he was dating in that movie mm, yeah <laughs> it's true this this is a step farther so yeah <laughs> he's our hero he's patron saint of this podcast uh, you know that's one of my favorite favorite simpsons jokes about him like that when he says wow what did i do to deserve this oh right like uh, just <laughs> but but yeah, don't don't look up Blame It on Rio now, folks. You'll be on a list. Don't do it. But I will say, if you want to know what it's about, uh, We Hate Movies, friends of the show, have a very funny episode about it, and they're just recoiling in horror throughout all two hours of their podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Same with, like, <laughs> that, that it's in the same department as the Getting Even with Dad. No, not Getting Even with Dad. The My the, Father the Hero. My Father the Hero. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yeah. You have to know all of these comedies that should be illegal. Yes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Catherine Heigl, uh, Wait, I think she's- Getting Even with Dad should be illegal? <laughs> No, not that one. I miss DVD of getting even with dad. We're holding Ted Danson accountable on this podcast. No, I believe Catherine Heigl, uh, either naked or nearly naked in that movie. And the the camera is all over her teenage body in that movie. Yeah, it's uh, these are uncomfortable. (laughs) Fortunately, not much of that was actually referenced in this episode of The Simpsons. Just just title wise. Yeah. Uh, It's written by Bob Benditson, which Bob already talked about in a previous episode. But the short version is they even just say it on the commentary it's like he was al Jean's boss on alf and so they threw a script to him which again i'm just like i i i'm me and bob were saying this beforehand it's so much better now that they actually give their freelance scripts to starting writers or people who could use a simpsons credit as opposed to a guy who was the head writer of alf getting a job in what? 2002 yeah no what about the poor little people who already ran a show <laughs> i'm between running shows <laughs> yeah uh no i it's just like when he said oh you know he was my boss on elf and he was great i was like why, why does he get to write a simpsons episode why, why why is this happening but and i'm guessing like as far as bringing bringing in a freelancer you know i i would assume that like your boss on your boss on elf versus a new up-and-coming freelancer probably similar amount of rewrites you'd have to do uh, yeah, you know, yeah. from someone jump, jumping in who's not part of the normal crew, so mm-hmm. it's like you may as well yeah. give it to the less expensive person who could use the opportunity more. But hey, you know, <laughs> it wasn't there. You know, <laughs> it sex? sounds. It sounds like his idea was more traditional sitcom idea of Lisa befriending an orphan from another country. Uh, That's what he came in with. And I think they took that idea and said, let's send the Simpsons to Brazil and then have them walk through a bunch of sketches about what we know about the country. And that's sort of the direction they (laughs) took with it. They yeah. can't even yeah. wait till they're in Brazil. They start when they go to the phone company. That's true. You, got, you, you already got your sketch, sketch on sketch. You yeah. know, it's, it's, sketch, it's sketch city. There's like three different things before they even get to Lindsay Nagel. But uh, let's let's talk about the the big news of the episode was its controversy uh, because uh, and I did a good deal of research on this uh, reading five different contemporary articles from April of 2002 that were in fallout of this that thankfully are still online and not not taken down wow. but uh, yeah so basically the episode airs and representatives for the government of brazil specifically like the tourism bureau responded very negatively to it and were and it was headlines of simpsons anger brazil like easy easy headline like in the guardian and the washington post which as as al Jean says on the commentary their research was they joke because they're like yeah yeah we didn't do a lot of research but it's it's a comedy like that was their cover uh was just saying like hey our friend mike reese he'd gone on vacation 
vacation there and, and we read a we bought a book about it and David Silverman went there once for an animation festival like we learned a ton about this you know looking at the animation I think they do at least like the animators tried to draw things that look like photographs of Brazil they didn't just like make up a coastline yeah. or mountains or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, but yes <laughs> so uh, here's where the issues from the I uh, specifically going to the Washington Post reporting because it was the only one that didn't just repeat things they had heard they actually like interviewed sources in who live in brazil and and, uh and got some actual commentary from it in general they disliked the inaccuracies specifically it's a lot of spanish language kind of accents that the actors are doing on characters who live in brazil which even if you were to have a white guy do a broad accent of someone from brazil it wouldn't sound like that anyway with the and also that things like say the conga lines and the macarena are not brazilian they were not invented there (laughs) it's a thing of like hey if you're gonna make silly jokes about our country at least make them to be the correct silly jokes hyper specificity (laughs) please uh and they they bring up too that the episode didn't even air in brazil at the time like there was a delay it was not you know simulcast though if you lived in brazil and had a satellite dish you might have been able to to watch it new but it was really also the reality Reactions were some from people hearing descriptions of jokes in the episode mm-hmm. and being upset about mm-hmm. it too, which probably created an echo chamber to make the reaction even worse than it was. Uh, it sounds and, like it's, it's like Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and this article actually has a feel of it too. Of uh, the uh, Anthony uh, Fiola, who is the the writer of the article, he doesn't live uh, in Brazil, but he well, he did live in Brazil for the time, and he interviewed a lot of uh, Brazilian, uh, several Brazilian sources for it. This is his reporting. Rio authorities have threatened lawsuits and boycotts. Cariocas, as the residents of the city are called, are so furious that they seem poised to brush the sand off their thongs and take up arms against Bar. Homer and the gang. I was like, what the hell is this? They really do uh, wear that thongs. Very, that's some very colorful writing. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, uh, he he continues, after a week, things have cooled off a bit. Jose Eduardo Juniel, uh, please uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that, Rio's Secretary of Tourism, had threatened to sue Fox for damages. Now he is simply calling on the show's producers to donate proceeds from the episode to the poor of Rio, whom the show's producers seem to have, seem to be so concerned about hmm so yeah it's interesting in 2002 the claim was not uh this is kind of racist it was this is hurting the uh, tourism industry yeah but now i think they would examine like uh your white people writing this show don't make these jokes don't have these character these people voice these characters i think that would be the concern not like our economy's in shambles <laughs> thanks to the simpsons yeah. yes <laughs> uh also al Jean mentions on the commentary that the threats of the lawsuit he had to be told by fox lawyers of like well well, technically a city can't sue you for defamation so don't don't worry about it first yeah. they piss off so new orleans you can say, you can say or do anything you want about a city and it'll be fine <laughs> well at least legally speaking yes seemingly <laughs> but uh and here's the last bit uh from it he was also demanding an apology and got one of sorts quote we apologize to the lovely city and the people of Rio de Janeiro, said the show's producers in a statement. And if that doesn't settle the issue, Homer Simpson offers to take on the president of Brazil on Fox's celebrity boxing. So there's, <laughs> there, that was all the comment they publicly gave to him. LOL. Yeah, so. That certainly was a show. <laughs> 
Uh, was there, uh, did they discuss the this controversy on the commentary track? Yeah, bit, and they they mainly just quoted things like this article of. Uh, I I have a couple more quotes later of about specifics. Mainly, they say like, you know what? I heard from people saying actually, you guys are right about the monkeys or whatever. But I mm. I think it, I think on a couple jokes, even Al Jean goes like, you know what? That was too far. I see why Brazil was mad. That's a dumb joke. <laughs> now I'm looking up celebrity boxing matches, and I remember Villain Ice did fight uh, Todd Burgess. Oh wow. Yeah, and I I remember Screech fought somebody, the late Dustin Diamond. He fought somebody, but I can't remember who. He <laughs> fought Ron Palillo. Right, right. Wow, they're both dead now, man. Yes, that's depressing. No, I'm just saying that's what killed them. <laughs> yeah, died in the ring. <laughs> it was late onset boxing injuries. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say from my own informal Simpsons-style lax research, when I went on several Reddit and social media po- posts, definitely there are Brazilian fans of The Simpsons who, who in fact, like I found an uh, article or a Reddit post from all in English. This wasn't uh, Google translated, but it was saying like, oh, you know, I actually, I grew up in, in Rio watching The Simpsons and my friends say watch it in English, but I say no, the Brazilian dub's actually funnier. And uh, it's it was a subversion versus dubs debate as well about from brazilian simpsons fans so a tale as old as time <laughs> wait <laughs> until you hear brazilian uder <laughs> you'll lose your mind uh german in brazil the, the joke writes itself there. oh no yeah I, whoops <laughs> <laughs> that's the overall thing on it i my guess is that at the very least i would say that the secretary of tourism for brazil identified that he could get a lot of headlines and publicity for brazil by talking about the simpsons doing a brazil episode episode and i think in that way he succeeded i i don't know if it improved tourism or not in brazil but i i would say he succeeded in that way Hmm. truly Uh, but I guess the episode begins after a quick couch gag of Matt Groening as a puppet master, which that makes me think Matt Groening wasn't there to say, I don't want to do cameos. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> there are a couple things in this episode, actually, that I think Matt Groening might not have liked. I think so. Yeah. And, and Matt Groening actually shows up at the last two seconds of the commentary. I think he was late for this commentary. So uh, he got... Uh, I it, think in 2002, he was bailing water out of the Futurama ship as it was going down. Oh, yes. Yeah, he... I actually that was in my notes too I was like oh thematically Mac Raining lets go of one of the hands of the marionette puppets is that them referencing that he can only focus so much on the Simpsons while doing Futurama at the same time I'm sure it's not it's gotta be. but uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> keep watching the skis <laughs> so then we go to par for the corpse a a cute little golfing uh itchy and scratchy thing and boy is there a funny thing on the commentary here <laughs> yes they wanted uh tiger woods to be in this but he turned them down mm-hmm. and i think wow. they lost their chance because he's fallen from grace is he still doing stuff i think he was doing a comeback tour and like yeah. one another thing i don't think he's back to where he was and plus he's you know an older golfer now he probably can't golf at the high level anyway but I was just thinking like, oh, wait, okay, when did this come out? DVD box set came out in 2010. They recorded it 2009-ish, and it was late 2009 when Tiger Woods' marriage troubles began. Mm. So mm. I, it's funny to know that Al Jean is innocently saying he wants Tiger Woods on the show, and then by the time the DVD comes out, it sounds like a joke that he's like, oh, we want Tiger <laughs> Woods on the show. I'm sure he'd love to joke around with us. I mean, for what it's worth, I don't know that Tiger Woods being in that itchy and scratchy would have made it funnier. 
No, I, I don't think so either. Well, I think it's well, just fine on just, its own. Would he have said the line? Yeah, uh, now yeah. that's what I call a moonshot. Would he have said that? And by the way, moonshot is not a common golf term. So you can tell whoever wrote this is just a rich person who golfs a lot. Yes. Because <laughs> out of all the golf video games I've played, s- several dozen at this point, that term has never come up and I Google it. And it, it's even hard to Google for because yeah. they're referring to like playing golf on the moon and things like that. It's like, and then much, much further down, it's like, oh, if you hit a ball very far, it's a moonshot because, you know, it comes close to the moon or something. But it's not a common term. Yeah, yeah. Mario doesn't do it in <laughs> Mario Golf games. That's all I know about golf. (laughs) (laughs) The most legitimate source for golf knowledge we have. (laughs) I I also wondered, like, well, did they ever get Tiger Woods? And no, they did not. I was tricked into thinking briefly that they got his dad on the show because he has a wiki entry, but it's actually, it was Kevin, the great Kevin Michael Richardson Mm. uh, voicing him instead. It was not, they didn't actually get uh, Tiger Woods' dad. I mean, certainly if you told me that they had gotten Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods' dad, I would believe you in a second. Um, (laughs) It's it's a shame they they couldn't. But, uh, you know, I, I would certainly believe it. Me and Bob got to meet Kevin Michael Richardson once. He was such a nice guy. He was very humble. Yeah, he was, have you guys worked with him much in the animation world? No, I never have, actually. I, I, oh, he's wow. been on episodes of stuff, but I've never actually been in the booth with him before. Same. Oh, that's too... One, one of these, cast him as the lead in your new show. Do that. <laughs> okay, then you'll get to... Consider it Yeah, done. I'll just whip that up. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys love it when people say that stuff to you. Like, just, just do that. I just like the, yeah. just like the optimism of, of conceiving that any of the stuff that we're working on could be greenlit anytime soon. Uh, no, I'll say put us in your show. Yes, actually. He gets okay, enough sure. work. And, you know, and he's yeah, very like, busy. Well, he's Shredder and all this stuff. Yeah. He's busy. He's got all this stuff. We uh, met him. He gives us his, his blessing. If the uh, Taft-Hartley thing for us, then we'll, yeah. we'll call that even. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, the obvious thing happens. He kicks up. He not scratch his head is is uh shot up on, onto the moon i at least like that itchy tips his corpse that's that's the funniest joke in it to me though honestly the the best joke is that it sets up homer then quoting the show he just watched and then pretending like he didn't (laughs) and the you know the trip to the moon thing is cute uh you know at the time i would have been like wow it's like that smashing pumpkins music video but now i'm very cultured and i understand what a trip to the moon is (laughs) it's just like uh, voyage de la lune yeah (laughs) that's what i would have said in 2002 with a mouthful of doritos 3ds (laughs) (laughs) i'm a fan of the lumiere brothers those famous candle men (laughs) (laughs) The Simpsons will be right back. A new Malcolm in 30. Now, can he keep a secret? Nope. It's a new Simpsons. Welcome to the break, everybody. It's Henry Gilbert, and don't be sad, it's Carnival! And it always is Carnival when we have on great guests like Toby Jones and Maddie Carapel. Thank you both of you guys for being on here. We love chatting with you guys about The Simpsons. Everybody should follow Toby Jones and Maddie Carapel on Twitter, and also keep an eye out for all their stuff that they're doing in animation. Definitely watch stuff they've worked on before, like OKKO, Let's Be Heroes, Infinity Train, and Regular Show. And if you enjoy this week's podcast, you should know that we're only 
able to do it thanks to listeners like you who support us at patreon.com slash talking simpsons subscribers there for five bucks a month not only get to know this lets me and bob do our full-time jobs but also they get every episode of talking simpsons a week ahead of time and ad free and a ton of exclusive mini series right now is the new season of blabbing about batman the animated series where we're covering eight more of our favorite episodes of batman the animated series just like we did last year we're going to be covering it to the end of the year every friday not to mention each month you get a new episode of talking futurama and talk king of the hill of us covering those series super in-depth just like we do the simpsons and there's a back catalog of over 120 other podcasts of us covering the critic and mission hill so please check it all out for yourself at patreon.com slash talking simpsons But if you want something even nicer than a flying nun, you should sign up at the premium level at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons because you get all the $5 things I just told you about. And then you get our exclusive monthly extra long podcast. What a cartoon movie. Me and Bob covering an animated feature film, just like we do the Simpsons often over five hours long, sometimes even over six hours long. This month is the 2012 like a classic Paranorman the month before the 1986 toy commercial that we all remember the transformers the movie and at the end of this year we are covering the new year's holiday classic tokyo godfathers there's so much awesome stuff there over four years of what a cartoon movies i would say at least 250 hours of exclusive podcasts of us covering stuff like who framed roger rabbit beauty and the beast rudolph the red-nosed reindeer south park bigger longer and uncut and so so many more please sign up today at the ten dollar level to see all of that great stuff one more time that's at patreon.com slash talking simpsons but yes so this then leads to of course as so many episodes do characters are watching tv and then marge walks into the room to say what the next plot point is now that's what i call a moonshot (laughs) (laughs) now that's what i call a moonshot dad that line was in the cartoon i'm pretty sure it wasn't our phone bill is four hundred dollars they charged us for a call to brazil Why did you make a prank call to Brazil? No, sir, I didn't. Choke on your lies! (laughs) Homer, they must have made a mistake. We'll just go down to the phone company and straighten it out. Which phone company? There are hundreds of them, and they all keep changing their names. (laughs) I think we're with Comquack. No, I think it's Niagular. No, last week they became Vertiquam. I like that this scene ends not with their funny joke names, but with them noticing Homer is still sobbing and them looking at him somewhat concerned. Yeah. It's, you know, it's ex- an extremely relatable situation. Uh, you know, <laughs> they, they, they do keep changing. They, they do. do. It, yeah. It does. It is like that. Those are all quality merger names. Uh, yes. Comquack became yeah. Zovuvas. <laughs> That's a great one. I, <laughs> I'm definitely at the point now where I, I'm used to just like getting a weird letter in the mail that's being like, did you know that your cable internet is now with this guy? It's like, okay. <laughs> and I, I don't even remember who it's with anymore. And of course now our lives, uh, Maddie and I's lives are entirely uh, dictated by the whims of these horrifying mergers. So it's more relatable than ever. 
I was used to more of my student loan debt being sold around the country and getting a letter in the mail saying, uh, the, and the, the business name sounds so made up, they don't mean anything like, oh, uh, Naviant owns your debt now, and also Nelnet does. <laughs> yes. Like, what, what do those words mean? Naviant. Uh, have you considered writing them a personal letter just to, like, get to know them? Maybe, yeah. maybe you could learn something. <laughs> I, I also had a personal connection to this, too, because uh, there was a, a family friend who worked at Altel, another of those at the time and we knew all tell because that was also the name of the where the jacksonville jaguars played where i grew up i was like wait what did happen to all tell and like the simplified version is it bought a bunch of things including like century tell and liberty cellular and then it got bought out in turn by at&t and verizon kind of at the same time and then that got oh. shut down and turned into another thing it's like i was like wow all tell is like eight names ago of, of phone companies <laughs> And once AT&T bought all the phone companies, then they turned their, their eyes to Hollywood, sadly. Yep. Hmm. And uh, did nothing but great yum, things. Yum, yum, they said. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do have a tale, a personal tale regarding uh, phone bills, if you'll, if you'll mm. indulge me briefly, uh, which is that I, one summer, the summer of the year 2000, I was staying, my family was staying at a lake cabin for the summer, and I was using the internet, the Dreamcast internet, which was connected to a phone line, and, and using that every single day to go on anime <laughs> message boards and talk about Evangelion. Uh, every day, message boards, message boards, message boards on my Dreamcast internet until one day a phone bill came in and it turned out that all of the internet that I was doing for the entire summer was on a long distance number. And there was a massive, massive phone bill and I got in tremendous trouble and I had to get my Dreamcast internet taken away. Uh, to add a little bit of color to this, I remember that the news came when I was watching the live premiere of Daria Is It Fall Yet on MTV. That's when that's when the hammer <laughs> went down and all was revealed. Oh, no. That I was unknowingly oh. uh, doing hundreds of hours of long-distance numbers on my Dreamcast internet. So <laughs> this, this, this storyline really spoke to me. Each gif of Ray cost you $120. <laughs> every, time I, every time I downloaded an image of Ray and used it as paint in Jet Set Radio, uh, it cost me money. <laughs> We're not we're not doing this anymore with long distance stuff. It, there used to be long distance wars. Now, uh, literally, the only person I actually call on the phone is my parents. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, it's like, well, we all use Discord or Skype or whatever else we could just do over Wi-Fi. No one's actually using phone data to make phone calls. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. funny because it's like no, no one. You know, I bemoan the fact that you know media has no value anymore. Like it's you know, oh, you, it's it's so much harder to make money off of like music or other kinds of media now because of the way streaming services have 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 bottomed them bottomed them out. But uh, I don't feel bad about not having to spend money on that bullshit anymore. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, the only people who call me are parents or uh, somebody trying to steal something. Oh, yeah. Never me. answer your phone. Yeah. yeah never. never. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's never good. I forgot how hard Bart gets it in act one in this episode. Like that. I think that might be the meanest strangling joke they ever did. Like <laughs> intentionally. So like Homer replying with choke on your lies and then choking him. <laughs> and then they have to linger with Bart, like rubbing his neck of like, oh, God, like he's <laughs> Pain, like God. it's it's a dark opening, but then there's an even meaner part joke later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yes, they head over to the cell phone company. We get a lot of very 2002 era cell phones uh, that they walk by, and they also walk by a Futurama joke where yeah. all of the Wait, operators. Oh, yeah, I mean a joke. Yeah. That, as, as yeah. a joke straight out of Futurama. Yes, they certainly. Yeah, do. all of the operators are uh, robots, but they're all like designed to look like the Lily Tomlin character from Laughing. Yes, yeah, uh, Ernestine, and I was. Like, Looking up sketches of that character, 
she sticks her tongue out too much. It's gross. I, I that don't always like it. bugged me as yeah. a kid too. Yeah, I never liked it. She's like she's like a saucy, uh, re- uh, not receptionist, but a tele- telephone operator. And uh, Henry's like uh, swiveling his head around and sticking his tongue out. Don't please stop, Henry. Sorry, yes, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's disgusting <laughs> to see it on anyone. She's always <laughs> chewing on her tongue while talking to some celebrity. And she yes. sounds like Julia Sweeney's pet character, but like a little sexier. Mm. She's sexing it up a little, but I, I don't you care for it. Sexier? I get sexier than Pat. Yeah, I, I just love a tea ringy dingies. Oh right, tea ringy dingies. Yes, yeah. I. She was one of those characters. Like she was in every. Like she appeared on Sesame Street when yeah. we were kids. Like did, to entertain our parents and confuse us. Who's Oscar the Grouch talking to? This and what is a telephone operator? Like I preferred the Edith Ann, but she also stung her tongue on a bunch. So I think that was yeah. Lily Tomlin's thing for sketch characters. Like if I stick my tongue out, that's a laugh. <laughs> hey, it worked. It, it got her that far. You know, uh, she she was on to something. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about movie phone, though. So yeah. they meet the movie phone guy. Even in 2002, most of the country doesn't understand this joke because movie phone was only uh, going concern in certain cities. I mean, famously, there's a Seinfeld episode where Kramer's number is similar to the movie phone number and he starts doing the movie phone stuff. And that episode was seven <laughs> years before this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was that old? I was like, wow, oh. this is, uh, it's older than I remember. Yeah, it was a 95 episode. Okay. Yeah. So the actual number 777 film was this continued in 2014 and uh, we talk about movie phone and raging bender because they actually got the movie phone guy uh, russ leatherman to do the movie phone voice in that episode mm, um so name. he's in that leatherman's a great name yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> but i think most people don't don't know what movie phone is it wasn't in my neighborhood and actually uh because i had the vhs letterbox version of austin powers one they include mm, deleted scenes right aspect ratio <laughs> I, I needed it for a comedy you need 1.85 to one you're going to miss so much on the side <laughs> but on that VHS tape, before I had a DVD player, they had deleted scenes. And one of them was uh, Sherry O'Terry was playing a flight attendant. And Austin Powers asked for her number. And she writes down 777 film on it and gives it to him. And I, I assume most focus groups and test audiences didn't understand that because nobody had movie phone except for like New York and L.A. and a few other areas. So yes. there was a movie phone joke in Austin Powers 1. You've heard it from me, people. <laughs> but there, but you're saying there wasn't a payoff where we see him call the number later and start flirting with the movie phone guy? Uh, there should be. There should be. He should be talking to the automated voice. Look, it's never too late. It's never too late to punch up those movies. We can, we can, we can keep them. We can, yeah. we can, we can, we can work on it. And final movie Maybe phone fact: it into the <laughs> If he comes back, if he comes back for four. But final movie phone trivia. Movie phone was very big. There was a lot of money going around in the 90s. So much money. The 90s was a golden age for money. But AOL purchased movie big phone in for 1999 mm-hmm. for $388 million. Wow. Yeah. Wow. $388 million. That's, that's yeah. 90s money. Yeah. Man. I, AOL had so much money. It's insane. And they blew it. They mm-hmm. just they really blew, blew it. it. AOL yeah. Time Warner. Uh, I'll have yeah. you know yeah. that if, you, if I look into the metadata of some of the servers that I'm on at Warner Brothers, you can still find the word AOL in them. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I how many people do you work with who still have like Turner email addresses? Like, oh, they murdered that stuff as quickly yeah, as they possibly that was could. Long ago. Anything Turner related, oh. it was it was it was like it was like it was uh, with, with 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 prejudice. <laughs> that's uh, that's so uh, sad I to laugh, me. But it's very sad. <laughs> we say as as a Southerner, I took pride in like fi- you know Turner was the one the one media place like where I grew up. I was like, well, clearly I could never move to Los Angeles or New York City, but I could like move to Atlanta and work on a cartoon show there, couldn't I? Yeah. No, no. I yeah, you could have at that time, perhaps. <laughs> um, but yeah, all the stuff got switched to like for a while. It was like WB consultant, like as insulting as possible. Uh, and then, and then it's, it's it's all leveled out differently now. But yeah, I, 
I, you know, I'm very, Maddie and I are very fortunate that we got to visit the Atlanta, you know, Cartoon Network, yeah. you know, base at, at, at a time. Obviously, the building still exists and there are still people working there. But was, um, the most amazing was just seeing William Street, the William Street building. It's like, what? It's there. It's, <laughs> it's real. Seeing where wow. all the Adult Swim stuff was done and getting the tour was just amazing. Oh, that's magical. Yeah. Well, uh, well, so uh, The Simpsons then, after a weird joke about robots and the movie phone guy, which to me felt old by 2002 like and they couldn't even get the real guy it's just tank is area doing it uh and the and then the joke is like he wants to have sex that's that's ultimately where the joke or at least see brief nudity yes yeah, yeah. he's hoping yeah. i guess he's hoping for first base i guess there first <laughs> is kissing he henry come on yeah he didn't put his expectations too high just <laughs> Uh, and then, though, we get another appearance by Lindsay Nagel, and the show is starting to notice how much she appears. Hello, I'm your customer service rep, Lindsay Nagel. We've met you many times, Miss Nagel. Why do you keep changing jobs? I'm a sexual predator. <laughs> now, how may I best dispense with you today? We've been charged for calls to Brazil that we didn't make. We are not paying this bill. Fine, I'll cut off your service. Fine, I'll cut off your ponytail. Homer. Marge, it's called negotiating. <laughs> it's, uh, I forgot that Marge has a little gross there at the end. That's uh, when the scene opens. I'm like, why'd they change her hair? And then it's answered 30 yep. seconds in. Exactly. <laughs> no character model would change if it wasn't a joke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, it's, it's, it's a it's like time that Finn had a pocket on his shirt. It's all just a move <laughs> Uh, but look, that's that's a very funny scene that that that, that cracks me up. Uh, that, that she's yeah. like, oh, I have an explanation as to why I'm here. It's this, uh, why I'm everywhere, uh, and they're just like, oh god. It was a recent episode where Lindsay's in the bar and Homer says, "Why are you here? I'm an alcoholic." Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's all it happens to all recurring characters on Simpsons. Their background becomes darker and darker the more they appear. Yeah. yeah. So she's an alcoholic yeah. sexual predator. Yes. Get away from Lindsay Nagel. Uh, her pride yeah. at that, also, like. <laughs> the simplicity and ambiguousness with which she says, I'm a sexual predator, and there's no more information, uh, it's very funny. Um, it's, it's dark, uh, but it did make me laugh for sure. Yeah. And the way Marge receives that information, like, hmm. Like, she's, she's like, like okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just got some wind out of the sails. Like, I thought this might be something fun, but uh, hmm. This was 20 years ago. There was recently a Lindsay Nagel-focused episode where she's the villain uh, in oh, the yeah. Krusty as Ellen style episode. Uh, Lindsay Nagel is the antagonist to Marge in that one. I mean, she's she was perfectly cast in that episode as evil daytime talk show host, like that's or evil daytime talk show producer, executive producer. She was well cast in that. So yes, they fail here. I will say too, this entire it's funny you mention how Ronaldo looks like Peppy because also this plot is the Corey B plot from that same episode of a bill oh. for a large phone bill mm -hmm. that then they slowly realize is actually Lisa. Oh. <laughs> uh, but of course because of inflation the the money amount right. is now four hundred dollars and it's not a metaphor for drug withdrawal yes, in this yeah, episode yeah. like it was in that one lisa has a good reason for it this time but uh, <laughs> uh so yes this uh this is when homer decides how to fix things i need to call jenny but i can't get a dial tone we're not paying our bills so the phone company shut off our service <sighs> Why must you fight with every utility? I told you, I have too much time on my hands. <laughs> Homer! We were cleaning out a cooling duct at the plant and found a box of old taco shells. Oh, why didn't you call me? Oh, we tried, but a recording said you were a bunch of deadbeats. Mm. That's it. 
They have awoken a sleeping giant. Homer, what are you going to do? Crazy scheme, crazy scheme, crazy scheme. Get me tools and beer. Yes! <laughs> you know what? That that joke is kind of similar to Homer saying gay, 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 gay when right. uh, Ned says he uh, has something to confess in Simpsons movie. <laughs> uh, it, I guess uh, as late as my early 20s, I was not above eating dry taco shells because when I was still living at home, my mom would buy them and make tacos once and there'd be a bunch of them left over and then nothing to eat in the house. I guess these are like chips and you eat one. It's like, this is kind of stale, but hey, it's still carby. Let's <laughs> yes. go. Yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah. rock. It's technically food. You you, you mm-hmm. can put it in your stomach and then you have eaten. Mm-hmm. I really love that Lenny delivery. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that, casually like, oh, we tried. <laughs> and he's just chomping on an empty taco shell. He never filled it. He just walked around with just this empty taco irradiated shell. Irradiated old taco <laughs> shells. <laughs> and also similar to the end of uh, Lisa versus Homer in the Eighth Commandment, uh, or Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. Uh, this involves Homer climbing up something and pl- messing with stuff he doesn't understand. It also shows you talk about inflation. Before the joke was Homer just cuts the wrong cord and lights go out. But now it's like, no, Homer, Homer has to be electrocuted for a long amount of time and many times. But hmm. I got to say, by the fourth time, I was like, this is funny. I'm yeah. laughing. By yeah, the, I like the pacing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. When he said, uh, let's try red again. Like after like, climbing uh, up. Is that after climbing yes, up again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a good button on that. Yes. Uh, and David Silverman credits Paul Wee, who has been a uh, layout guy and animator on the show for a long time at that point. So mm-hmm. doing a lot of great scenes. Already previously this season, he had thanklessly uh, animated the people ball that's right oh i just remember uh never mind the, the writers making fun of his name when they're yes, trying yeah. to talk about how much work he did yep yeah it was those darn writers that's a, that's a dark see you guys know both sides of it the writing and the drawing you you'd have respect for the the, the artist who drew the people ball. do do writers yes. make we you angrier artists, than a yak and heat the artists make fun of their own name respectfully <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yes after a fun long scene of homer being electrocuted he then wakes up this is when uh, lisa tells the truth in another a very mean moment towards Bart that that Bart clearly hears and understands and no one comments on. (laughs) How did I get here? We found you smoldering in the bushes. That's it. We're just going to have to pay for that call to Brazil. What call to Brazil? The one I didn't make and Marge didn't make and Bart didn't make and hence no one in the house made. Uh Uh-oh. You made that call? But you're the good one. Yeah, the one we both like. Why did you do it? Please don't be mad. I've been sponsoring an orphan boy in Brazil. Aren't you sweet? Sharing your allowance with a poor Brazilian boy. Don't you know the boys from Brazil are little Hitlers? I saw it in a movie whose name I can't remember. Ronaldo used to send me a letter every month, but then they stopped. That's why I called the orphanage, but they said he disappeared. How come you talked for $400? Well, then they started pressuring me for more donations. And you can't hang up on a nun. That's right. They have powers. Uh, so, so yeah when they say yeah the one we both like bart looks sad and then looks at the floor like that's yeah. he's just, yeah, just watch him for that scene it's like, like someone's oh. paying attention to how bad he feels about this. <laughs> the the reveal that it was all lisa but that it was an orphan i will say on my first watch i thought the show would go in the more south park's direction that it was all a scam that the orphan hmm. was scamming them and the orphanage was a scam too but at the very least they don't they don't go in that direction 
section. The Catholic-run orphanage is nice, and the ha- good things happen to the boy, ultimately. And uh, yes, Homer is referencing the 1976 book, 1978 movie, The Boys from Brazil, about cloning Hitler. That's the... Uh, oh, that's, uh, I didn't know yeah, that. I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was referencing. I just assumed it was a very 2002-style Hitler non sequitur. <laughs> uh, as was the style at the time, like every... Yeah. I, I remember on Mr. Show commentaries, they said that they had to set in the room, like, no more Hitler sketches, guys. You can't do like let's just stop it stop doing hitler sketches the they, they did make the best hitler sketch uh in that the premise was every jewish family got their own hitler clone like mm. as a slave basically yes yeah but the, yes and you know what i guess that was probably inspired by boys from brazil as well and yeah it's also about hitler clones what do they but, say get used to it hitler yeah, yeah that's right that's what we all say here. Uh, uh so yes we then have a joke about the little write-offs as uh we play the video and yeah it's like it's tress doing another little boy voice and Tress McNeil's very good at it but I yes obviously these days they do not cast Tress McNeil to do ethnic voices anymore on The Simpsons and thankfully it was it's, a different time it's been uh eight or nine years I think but she is kind of just doing Peppy the Peppy voice yeah, you know yeah, if, if Peppy and Ronaldo met it'd be an amazing team up <laughs> I do like her little like improv scatting when she's doing her samba dance that's yeah, very yeah, cute but pretty cute. this is I think that's what annoyed me when I saw this in 2002 I'm like well this is Peppy <laughs> it's true yeah it's he lives with Tom now, uh, the non-Tom Cruise man. Uh, you know that they, they at least they are correct when they call his little footwork adorable. And uh, he says he's gonna it, the shoes will last for a thousand sambas as opposed to a thousand summers. Uh, and samba is a dance that originates in Brazil. So we got one reference. Right. Yeah, that, check, they got one. <laughs> Slam dunk, guys. Uh, uh, I did laugh at the joke where uh, the monkeys do chase him into the building, and he slides the. Uh, okay, who's who's the cameraman number one? But never never mind. But he slides yeah. a little like keyhole over and he goes i am like sugar to them <laughs> it's a, cl- a good yeah, line. So, also primo zoom in yeah i wanted uh, to say there's a lot of really must have been very difficult zooms you can't tell the, you don't even see the line weight change when yeah. they zoom into that Ooh, mm, juicy yeah, yeah and this is the last uh pre-digital season too so that's all on cells but, mm-hmm. they knew what they were doing yeah we should fear monkeys. This episode is teaching about monkey awareness because monkeys regularly do just snatch babies and kill them. One happened in um, July of this year. Like a baby was snatched and then thrown off a roof by a group of monkeys. Jesus. So watch your oh baby around monkeys, mothers and fathers. Wow. Man, <laughs> Here we were just having fun with monkeys in this episode. I was That's trying to look up like baby kills monkey news story and many popped up. So. Wow. Holy look, crap. No. Look, this is the internet. You know, it just gives you what you want to hear. You want to hear about babies being killed by monkeys you can find it now amazon's gonna link me to all the baby killing monkey books in my email (laughs) so i just want to hear about the one sorry oh no 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 so this was the monkeys were a big sticking point for brazilians who were talking to the media about being upset at this episode that they thought that this took a couple stories about monkeys in rio wild monkeys in rio and turned it into make it look like an epidemic it made it look like a scary place uh so it happened one time (laughs) so this is from the uh, the washington post reporting again from from 2002 quote i see monkeys and trees in front of my office all the time and there are monkeys in copacabana too said paula gobi an argentine journalist who 
has lived in Rio for 16 years. I think it's fantastic, something to be proud of. But you listen to some of the authorities who here who are now trying to pretend the monkeys don't exist, and you just have to wonder what is going on in their heads. So No, monkeys are terrifying. I remember another news story, not quite as tragic, in which a town in Japan was being menaced by a gang of monkeys. Mm. 50 monkeys, they were breaking into your apartments, they were breaking into your schools, they were scratching you, stealing your food, attacking the elderly. That is not we need to destroy Whoa. monkeys. Keep them in zoos. <laughs> I mean, think of the pros v cons of monkeys. I think it's clear. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, the at least the Washington Post article, which I already I read you another part that makes you go like this writer seems to be on the Simpson side here. But you know, here's here's another quote from a person who live has lived in Rio for 16 years of like, no, there are monkeys there. That's it's real. But I definitely think that animators like like Bart love monkeys yeah. i think it's funny and so the second they read like rio has monkeys all right that's three monkey jokes getting in this episode and really i mean yeah, they were they were the here time, you can't not and monkeys were here first if anything we deserve to be attacked and have our babies thrown off of buildings <laughs> we, are, we had it coming <laughs> <laughs> they they ask lisa how many people live in brazil she says 156 million which according to online studies that was the number in 1993 by 2001 it was 177 today or as of 2020 212 million is the population population of brazil that is compared to america has 329 million hmm. as of 2020 so wow so you know yeah it's a, a lot of people live there it's a big place yes. <laughs> they decide that the simpsons are going to brazil i am like sugar to them oh that poor little boy we've got to find him how many people live in brazil 156 million oh. well we've got to find him what? I'm really concerned. Fine. I want to meet monkeys. I don't know. It's awfully expensive to fly to Brazil. Not if we buy our tickets on the internet. It's really cheap if we change planes in Phoenix, Honolulu, Sun City, and East St. Louis, spend the night in a haunted house, and leave right now. Then it's settled. The Simpsons are going to Brazil. And I'll have been on every continent. Except Antarctica. The Simpsons are going to Antarctica. Next year. This year, Brazil. <laughs> I, I like the jokes about the clearly done for commercials statements of the Simpsons yeah. are going to br place. I like yeah. those. I like the, the delivery. And also going to say, I really like that the concept of buying airplane tickets online is sort of new at the, at yes. the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, this was around the time in my adult life where I started flying a few times. I uh, had never flown before. In, in the past, you'd have to like call an airline, get a travel agent. But this thing called the Internet came around and like there were sites like Priceline with Captain Kirk doing the ads. Right. And, <laughs> and they would give you actual good deals. But now every one of those sites gives you the same prices as the airline because the airlines learn like, oh, we have competition now. If people book directly through us, they're going to learn we're much more expensive. I wonder how those Priceline sites even exist now, because like when I search that, Google just takes me to like Google just has the first results. Like, oh, here's yeah, all the Google date. Uh, this is the date. Yeah. <laughs> They've got it covered and it's total ripoff, especially now. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Now I pay the premium for a direct flight. Like any of these layover, any one layover, I'm like, no, never. Well, I've evolved into business class Bob. <laughs> business class Bob. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Look out, world. I'm getting yes. leg room. Oh, honestly, though, it's true. It's like I see flights with multiple uh, connections. It's like I would rather fucking die. 
<laughs> yes, the clock yeah. is ticking on my life. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't have this time to waste anymore. <laughs> the thing is, these every every connection is like a multiplier of the things that could go wrong and further ruin your your time. It's like I will I will do anything to avoid uh, angering the multiplier. <laughs> and everything goes wrong on flights now. So yeah, yeah. Now Brazil uh, these days, I mostly know about it because every new COVID variant comes from the body of the president. Because oh yeah. <laughs> he has gotten COVID about thirty four times. Yes, and yeah. whenever you see. He's in a hospital bed, like giving a weak thumbs up. Yeah. But uh, out of any it's out of any fine, world leader, fine. you see you see news stories like, oh, Nancy Pelosi has COVID, or Joe Biden has COVID. But you every three months, it's like he's got COVID again. Why are we still reporting on this? Uh, everybody <laughs> thinks he's going to die. Like uh, so many times, it's like, oh, Bolsonaro's dead this time. I'm like, nope, not again. And he's a sickly fascist, but he stay hangs on though. That guy. Aren't they all? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know what? This promise of doing it next. Next year, not the case, but in season 23's A Totally Fun Thing Bart Will Never Do Again, the family is stranded in Antarctica. So it took that long. That That is the episode uh, that is not good about Bart faking a disease on, an, on a cruise ship to keep a cruise going longer and longer. Oh, it's not fun to watch oh, after no. COVID, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's a tough, <laughs> tough watch. Oh, and, no. That's rough. Uh, the, the rhythm of the joke where it's like, this year Brazil. Very funny. Yeah. Oh, and also another East St. Louis bashing here on the show that it's it's actually the below Sun City, the the place in South Africa, uh, apartheid South Africa. People did not want to play. <laughs> now, uh, but yes. So then, come back from the break. We have another very 2002 joke about who wants to be a Brazilianaire. I, I'm angry that they stole the word Brazilianaire from Dan Aykroyd's Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> because like, uh, all their best say, stuff. That's the other major uh, Brazil influence I can remember is those characters from Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, like the actor uh, Taylor Negron is in that movie with another actor. Uh, and they're Brazilian millionaires, and I think Demi Moore calls them Brazilianaires in the movie. <laughs> wow! So there you have it. I watch the movie a lot on Comedy Central. Okay. <laughs> Look, they they owe they owed the Dan Aykroyd estate a lot of money <laughs> for stealing his uh, intellectual property. <laughs> So uh, they they then talk about travel tips for, for Rio. I will say I Google this. Uh, Lisa says, you know, don't drink the water. According to travel sites, tap water in big cities like Rio de Janeiro is safe, but apparently is known to have a little bit of a chemically aftertaste to some and that they still suggest, you know, you might want to stick with bottled water, but they don't seem to indicate that it will give you like digestive issues uh, from drinking non-bottled like water. Yeah, it might taste bad. I mean, I go to Vegas and the water tastes horrible. I hate that taste uh, of, of water in Las Vegas. It's my understanding that everything tastes bad in Vegas, including oxygen. <laughs> I mean, it's powerful oxygen they're putting in there. and But also, everybody can smoke everywhere. And so everything smells like smoke. It's one of the only places I can still go in America where it's like, oh, it still smells like an ashtray. Uh, and yes, uh, Homer did failed to learn what he learned on his trip to Australia about the reverse seasons in the upside down world. Right. He brought that sled with him for yeah. no reason. <laughs> but I yeah. guess Homer Homer's pretty stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing uh, we've learned is that Homer's maybe not the smartest guy, actually. Uh, so then they do have a joke about Bart becoming fluent in Spanish via uh, Espanol para Dummies, uh, hosted by Bumblebee Man. And this is when they get in the joke that that shows they knew it, which is, you know, many Americans say, like, do you know that in Brazil they don't actually speak Spanish? Like, At the age of 19, it taught me that fact. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, <laughs> it took me a while to learn, too. But, I think yeah, I learned the, it in Spanish class. 
but <laughs> don't think this will help you in brazil guys like uh yeah <laughs> i looked up like i i was like okay well spanish it could be like is it the second most spoken language in brazil no not even like third most second most is german apparently hmm. uh there hmm. it is <laughs> yes look hey and and third most italian and let's not investigate this more on these things okay guys but i'm this is a real <laughs> website this is a real website i visited about uh, the spanish or uh, what language is spoken the most in brazil yeah <laughs> it had no joke it was like yeah it's german you know it, it, it did mention germans have been immigrating to brazil for over a century it said just to make sure you're they don't say nazis but they say <laughs> just in case you're thinking they're all nazis a lot came before the third Reich. many oh, more of after course, of course <laughs> yeah. yes of course mr website i believe you <laughs> yeah and so homer then demands bart unlearn spanish <laughs> yeah this brought me back because it's 2002 you don't have a seat back screen in your phone in your uh airplane seat you have got a phone sometimes yeah, the old plane phones man talk about phone bills jeez yeah uh, and so Bart hits his head three times, instantly forgets Spanish, uh, <laughs> which we then have kind of an easy gay joke. But honestly, I like that the pilots fell in love over that hot, hot, hot yeah. joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're supposed to go like, you gay people, but I'm like, no, these two love each other. <laughs> they, they, they didn't push yeah, been... too hard that time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they didn't start making out and crash the plane or whatever. <laughs> and, yeah, and of course, that, straightforward. That, that Buster Point Dexter song, Hot, 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 it is not about Brazil. It is not. Uh, uh, I mean, we'll get to it. He's yeah. not Brazilian. The original performer isn't Brazilian. Yep. And uh, it was a big mistake. I can see why Brazil got mad at hearing that song in it. First referenced by the pilots and then played out loud. Uh, and so they they then cut away to Maggie changing her own diaper with Patty and Selma, which is kind of funny. I like I like she puts it on inside out and then they go like, ah, so helpless. Honestly, I was getting sick of Brazil. I wanted them to cut back more to Patty and Selma and Maggie and find out what they were up to. <laughs> hey, it's the rule of ones. You cut uh, back one time. Yeah, quick side note. I've just recently been watching some MacGyver for the first time. It kind of rules. <laughs> oh, wow. I kind of love it. I just watched an episode where he fell asleep watching a Western and imagined a whole episode where he was on the frontiers of Montana and he, you know, defeats an evil cowboy and meets the guy who invents the Swiss Army knife. So pretty great. Wow. <laughs> Suffice wow. to say, Patty and Summer, Summer are They're right. onto something. They were right. They're right. <laughs> as usual honestly that that's one thing that we've learned in, in the podcast is the rehabilitation of patty and selma as being great people yeah. who are worthy of yeah. tremendous respect although i guess tread lightly with macgyver i've only watched like three episodes so I don't know. <laughs> just watch the ones i watched <laughs> i mean it's 2002 the b story could be come on maggie we've got all of macgyver on dvd yeah hey. and then they oh, can yeah. like have a yeah. macgyver marathon yeah. Jokes about DVD box sets that would have been fresh at the time. <laughs> so uh, they, they say on the commentary, they're like, this is one of the last times we even bothered to have a joke explaining why Maggie isn't with them. We just decided to stop even caring to show. They're like, look, Maggie's not on the vacation. We you were not going to explain it. <laughs> and so uh, they then land. Uh, and this is one of those. I said this in the Africa episode. Uh, this is a Google correct thing. As in, if you Google it, Google says it's right, uh, which is it is Aeropuerto or aeroporto i was saying it the spanish way aeroporto is the portuguese way of saying airport gailo is uh, or gailo is the airport uh for rio so these are both correct things this is not making something up that's two <laughs> and you know what speaking of cartoons that go to brazil when they looked at christ the redeemer i instantly thought of where i learned that that's called christ the redeemer smiling friends and their oh. recent trip to brazil episode that's, that's from true. the cake Song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now that was a good that smiling friends i don't want to give it away for listeners who haven't watched yet but that's that a was episode. a really good that's a great episode of characters go to brazil that's i agree they see all the sites yeah <laughs> uh i so i'm surprised you didn't reference this henry the statue of christ reminds me of the first episode of lupon the third part two where it's full of money and they have to steal the statue right. and it ends in a very sacrilegious <laughs> way where they rip the statue off the base right. and it kind of gives them a thumbs up or something i think uh right the co- the statue comes alive and approves yeah. of it that's right oh wow i forgot that <laughs> uh, that one's not ringing it's, a bell but uh, i'm gonna have to watch it's it. a great way to kick off that series you know it would have just premiered on adult swim around this time mm. in early 2002 as i recall is it children's uh, hospital it reveals that like yeah the whole time it's been in brazil and yeah. we're all expats oh. living here and they, of they, and they totally commit to it yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right, man. That was a good joke. Yeah. yeah. Boy, you know, Adult Swim in Brazil, it's uh, a lot of connections here. Uh, and then, of course, they uh, leave the Brazilian airport by getting in a conga line, which, again, pissed off Brazilians because it's not from Brazil. Conga lines are Cuban. It was started in Cuba. Conga line is not a Brazilian thing. They uh, uh, Several Brazilians in the interviews were mad about that one. Uh, but you know what? Their conga line dancing is fun and I like that Homer, uh, in a not gay, in a no homo way, appreciates the, the quality of the man's butt that he's touching. Real conga lines mm-hmm. are difficult because everyone's legs are different lengths mm. and it's hard to yes. sync up, really. I've never been part the, of uh, one. Mm. I feel sad. A lot of legs to draw. That yeah, it was definitely a lot of work for there's for so many designs folks. in this episode too we already talked about zooms but dang yeah. <laughs> so many characters <laughs> just everywhere yeah Stephen dean moore and his team had to do a whole lot of extra work on this one no no no. it can't be squeaky voice teen it has to be brazilian squeaky voice teen <laughs> kicking the soccer uh soccer style that's but, easy to write on a page <laughs> yes yeah yeah it sure is <laughs> <laughs> boy howdy but yeah, you only see that lobby for two seconds and there's like 15 characters in there. Yeah, that it's part of the so lobby busy. is very much just like, ah, yes, now we are fully into the, the world of The Simpsons doing cultural humor, which is just like, mm. uh, uh-huh, okay, okay, yeah, jokes, okay, jokes about funny things that happen there. Okay, yeah, it's good. I feel like I can yeah. see it on a vaudeville stage. It's like, you know, Homer, I hear people in Brazil really like soccer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you heard about this, eh? Why, yes, I hear they even kick suitcases around like soccer balls. Yeah. Why? That's just absurd. <laughs> the and Homer is bad at soccer because he's American. That's that's the joke there. But uh, his plan to loot Brazil never really came into uh, action there. I thought they were setting up a plot. He makes it a little funnier, just like a total yeah. non sequitur. Just that he happens to have that book and runs away. And and you know what? Again, to the, the design team, those look like accurate centavos and real drawn on uh, the cover there. Those one dollar real notes, which are the green kind. Oh. there's a joke later about the the, other the game money as they call it yes yeah the gay money yeah <laughs> hey i didn't write the joke <laughs> we're judging you <laughs> and you know hey we're talking about things animators are good at they really if you tell the simpsons animators that you want big boobs moving around they deliver <laughs> they they deliver yes uh they parodied shusha in uh which episode some christmas episode the uh, grip yeah. of the magi maybe no no it's uh marge be not proud yeah is, oh yeah. that long ago wow yeah, yeah. i mean her show ended in 92 in brazil it's like the most popular brazilian show of all time for kids and she's like a multi multi-millionaire they tried to do shusha in america in 93 and that's when uh i watched shusha and i was like the show is for children but i like the way she's dressed and i'll tell you what <laughs> like part in this episode she was not this racy uh 
uh, on the show. At best, she had like very high shorts and like go-go boots, and maybe she had her like bare shoulders and arms, but she never had like her breasts were not on display. Right, they were usually covered <laughs> up. But she was a very attractive woman, the kind you would not see on like a Sesame Street show. And it was like them trying to bring that kind of entertainment to America, but it really failed here. And she has a movie in Brazil as well, Super Shusha. Wow. Yes. Look that up in Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, apparently while hosting the show, she did a Brazilian Playboy shoot as well. And uh, mm-hmm. and also apparently first got famous or early got famous for dating uh, soccer player Pele uh, when oh. he was 40 and she was 17. Ooh, don't do that. <gasps> yeah. Uh, <laughs> More like blame it on Pele. Also from the Washington Post uh, 2002 article, they mentioned that various of her male co-stars have posed nude for Brazil's gay magazines, which I was surprised by that. But hey, I think that's equality. Like, but if it's the guys, if the guys on the show have to be hot enough to be in a gay magazine to match the hotness Mm -hmm. of Zusha. If you're going to look up first of all, it's it's Shusha. Shusha. Shusha, not Zusha. Sorry. (laughs) Also, if you want to look up any Shusha clip, there is a very unhappy Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen on her show uh, on a guest appearance. You have to see this clip. They look miserable. They don't know where they are. (laughs) Some awful agent probably shoved them on stage. They look like so unhappy. Uh, That could be their villainous origins. Is this like Full House era? Yeah, it would be 93, so Full House is still on the air. uh, and A few years away from being cancelled. So yeah, uh, very, very young, but also very unhappy. Deeply upset (laughs) by being on the Shusha show. And yeah, you know, the alphabet letters that the women are suggestively rubbing up against, it is accurate because the Brazilian alphabet uses all the same letters as the American one. So that is also accurate. Uh, we get to hear the dancing flamingo saying Tuki Tuki Tuki, which uh, Ronaldo, it's clearly Ronaldo's voice, so you don't really catch that in the moment. Uh, and, yeah, you're so desensitized uh, to Tress McNeil at this point. You're just taking it for Yes, yeah, yeah, it's just another Tress voice. Yeah. We haven't said this before, but I believe he's named after the Brazilian soccer player Ronaldo uh, who would later be on the show in a guest role so oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where his voice comes from I think you're right I think uh, and uh, this this is again where you know the Chiquita banana isn't exactly not Brazilian I suppose she seems more Caribbean to me but it's where we get another reference I'm Chiquita banana and I'm here to say I will eat this Toblerone and I will not pay Guys, while you're singing and dancing, somewhere out there, Ronaldo is waiting to be found. <gasps> there he is! Oh, wait, you said brown hair, right? What a charming neighborhood. Mom, these are slums. The government just painted them bright colors so the tourists wouldn't be offended. Works for me. Yeah, check out the rats. Ooh, they look like Skittles. Here we are. One, two, three, Papaya Street. This is Ronaldo's orphanage. Excuse me, we're looking for this little boy? Ah, yes, Ronaldo. He went out months ago, and we haven't heard from him since. Every day we light a candle for him. Have you tried looking for him? That's plan B. We're never going (laughs) to find him. (laughs) Now, Lisa, it's not as bleak as that. Can you fly me over town to look for him? We nuns cannot fly. Oh, too much junk in the trunk, eh? Yes. 
Oh. <laughs> I like that she I love that at least it's real, like, that yes, yeah, you're correct. Like, yeah. Otherwise, I, I, I would be able to fly, yes. <laughs> I feel bad having to explain a Flying Nun reference mm-hmm. in that the Flying Nun also had 88 episodes. The 88? Yes. It's, it's Sally Field, It's the Sally, right? yeah, and her, I guess she could fly and go places and solve problems, but there was one other reference on the show where uh, I think it was... Uh, also Bar- brother from yeah. the same planet, yeah. Where she's flying across the sky and saying, this isn't funny! <laughs> Man, did they just take their brother from the same planet? planet script and just rework the whole thing they just thing. shook it up like an ant farm <laughs> and, uh, that chiquita banana song i only knew it because my mom would sing it like that song was basically not in ads when we were mm. kids uh but and yeah hot 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 that is the more famous cover by buster poindexter and it was actually a caribbean song by a caribbean performer called arrow mm. nothing about it is south american <laughs> uh, the caribbean and, and brazil very far away from each other they really. are yeah, yeah. <laughs> another strike I'm gonna have to look up the original version of that song. So the, yeah, the version in the episode is the only one I'm, I'm familiar with because mm-hmm. it was in it was basically in every TV commercial for five years straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I guess the song made him a lot of money, but he hates it because it haunts him like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one talks about Buster Poindexter and Scrooge. We're all talking about Hot Hot Hot. Yeah. Oh god, he's so good in Scrooge, man. I just saw a picture of him, like a recent picture of him with Martin Scorsese at something. I was like, wow, that guy, there he is, still still going at it. You know what? Toblerones taste better in a hotel. That's what I. Thing. But you can't just bite into a Toblerone. You got to remove the Triforces one at a time. Yeah, uh, not, it's true. It's Homer, true. Homer's not known to take his time with a chocolate yeah. bar. But yeah, you know that Chiquita banana song? It lies in the song. It tells you like, don't put, uh, don't put your bananas in the fridge. Like that's not where they're supposed to be. That was the I learned this from NPR thing once. That that was a lie spread by the Chiquita Banana Company because if you put them in the fridge, your bananas would last longer and you wouldn't have to buy <gasps> new bananas because they went bad. I tweeted that once. Is this 100% true? I'm tell- this is what NPR told me. I, I, I Can not- no one be trusted? <laughs> so you're saying that if I start putting bananas in the fridge, they will last longer and still taste good and nothing bad will happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted right. once. I told people on Twitter once, hey, guys, here's a tip for me. Put your bananas in the fridge. They last longer. And the response was, he's a liar. Oh, God. <laughs> this man is crazy. <laughs> Arrest him. Well, wow. I guess the follow-up question much- is, how is the texture of a banana out of the fridge versus a regular banana on a countertop say. answer the question <laughs> i like a cold banana it's refreshing it makes it sounds like it would be refreshing this is so interesting <laughs> it makes the banana more wow. firm which i think is more satisfying to eat mm. so there you have it mm-hmm. Now we'll get into the conversation about peanut butter in the fridge. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. I, you know, I'm pro peanut butter in the fridge. That's that's me. I mean, it gets, look, it gets tougher. It's harder to spread, sure. But, you know, for a while I was buying that uh, Trader Joe's, stir it yourself. It's so organic and good for you. But then it's just like you're mining for peanut butter at the end of the day. And it's like, I want the the factory belched out Jif in a jar. Yeah. Just give and me some peanut they, slime. It's harder. It's so hard much to get... time on this earth and I'm not spending it stirring peanut butter into oil. I, th- I think that <laughs> version of organic peanut butter is harder to get now just because also the, I think the technology advanced on organic peanut butter where it's less necessary but man because also just like the feeling of getting oil goop on your hand from the, doing the stirring is like the most unpleasant thing and it's just like very oh. hard to wash out. And, no, uh, and I feel yeah, nasty. I feel guilty when it happens too because I'm like, I just lost some of the oil. This will make the rest of this peanut butter worse because I didn't mix it <laughs> with it. I spilled it out. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me the appropriate amount of oil for the <laughs> ratio of peanut butter. See, that's why I keep an extra jar of peanut slime uh, uh, just, to, just to pour in if, if ever it's needed. <laughs> 
Uh, I leave it to my friend Peter Pan to get the mix in. <laughs> and, and you know what? GIF now makes like, they just slap the word natural on a GIF. It's like, yeah, it's natural GIF. It's, it's, the label's brown now. It's like, well, Works good enough for, for me. me. That's natural. Yeah. And you know what? At least according to Google Translate, that is the correct Portuguese print, uh, translation of Filthy Angels Orphanage. That is the correct hey. uh, use of it. We then head to, clearly at the very least, they went to a Brazilian steakhouse in Los Angeles, I think, before writing this episode do you think they went to the ones in burbank where i'm sure they did yeah we had we had one across the street from cartoon network briefly yeah the spot Fogo de Chao or a different that. one oh it was called picana yeah mm. there might have been another one before that even i feel like the spot was like well pompas was later <laughs> <laughs> they, if you, across the street from cartoon network is like a cursed location that has been like 15 different restaurants in the time that we've been I feel there. like several of them were brazilian barbecue places yeah <laughs> look they should just get it over with and slap a veggie grill there it would do great i don't know i i have had brazilian steakhouse all you can eat once and it was quite an opulent experience of just having you know just like oh come over here whatever that meat is give me a slice of that okay oh there's other meat over there give was me it that meat eaten off of a sword they they do have the sword but they they, they then carve it off the sword to you and hmm. give to you so yeah, you're not each individually at the table given your own personal sword like in this scene <laughs> I guess this whole episode really is it, but at this point I will play the jingle, the the mentioned in Vulture jingle uh, of our show. Hey Take that, Lisa's beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do they shit on Lisa for caring about the income inequality in in Brazil and saying they're like, oh, it's dumb to care about that. Then they have to tell her, ah, just eat meat on your vacation. Who cares? And, Mar- and Homer shits on the sanctity of his own marriage. Yes. Yeah, he does. He's not wearing his wedding ring. <laughs> uh, I love Marge is just Homer at that. <laughs> and it's not, it's, there's nothing after that. It's just like, oh, there's just something very unpleasant happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then they, uh, Lisa clearly has never watched another episode of the show before because because she sends Bart and Homer to do something, which you should not send those two alone to do anything if you actually want it done. <laughs> but <laughs> this is when we get the Frank Nelson guy. And I'm just going to say real quick here. C is not how you say yes in Portuguese. You would say seem with a with a like an M at the end of it. Or they, look, there's other ways to say yes. But in this version, I think you should be saying seem, not see. Uh, when uh, when they have a- minutes of research that they weren't prepared to do. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to say no to that joke? It's gold. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Jake, please. Does that include tip? Hey, look, there's Copacabana Beach, the heart and soul of Rio. Excuse me, Americans. (gasps) How did you know? There is a dress code on this beach, but we can help you. I feel so European. Mine keeps disappearing. Oh, well. Oh, I hope they're going somewhere good. Okay, boy, let's strut our stuff. I'm in Rio, and I'm walking on the beach. I'm in my Speedo. And a okay. bunch of people are grossed out by it. But that was the song Brazil, right? Playing uh, us in. Aquarela, Aquarela do Brasil, or uh, yes, Brazil. Yes. I'm familiar with it from the movie mm-hmm. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Also from Saludos Amigos. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so real life thing that happened to me. I see this episode. I do laugh at the try and stop us shirt with Uncle Sam eating the globe. <laughs> a great yeah, joke. And that, that is funny. That's good. And the, the scary yeah. music sting yeah. is also very funny. <laughs> yes. Very funny. Also a little, a little edgy in this early George W. Bush era. We're, we're, we're yeah. either about to enter Afghanistan or we're in it. What, what's the Cle- timeline? Clearly. Uh, no, we're in it. Oh, we're uh, in it. Yeah. It's yeah. The lead up by the end of this year, Iraq is next. Right. But right. we're in uh, Afghanistan, but clearly a joke written before 9 11, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I was walking around my college campus uh, probably less than a year after this aired, and I saw somebody wearing this T-shirt. Somebody was actually wearing the Try and Stop Us T-shirt, and I wanted to say, hey, that's hilarious, but I also thought, I don't know if he actually sincerely is into this shirt, so yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Whoa. But can it was we, not an official shirt. That they, Fair. That's what I was going to ask. Like, did they, did they, there's no way, I, it feels hard to imagine they would they would sell that shirt officially, which means someone would have had to, like, design it by hand to 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 mimic the design in the, in the episode, still, right? you never know <laughs> yeah you just don't it was know. not an def- it was not an official shirt and it was a very reactionary time so i wasn't sure which side he stood on and there was not like a red bubble or an etsy or anything like that at the time so either he found a bootleg of it somewhere or he made it himself but mm. somebody was walking around my college campus wearing the try and stop us shirt wow. well, <laughs> you know yeah. Look, it's a very funny joke, but I would not wear the shirt. Yeah, you know... It's just uh, like uh, Henry's Hitler manga he carries around. Hey, I showed you that <laughs> Hitler manga in earnest. No, look, Osama Tezuka did a comic, uh, did a, a, a series about a, a Adolf characters, and the cover of it looks crazy, and I would never walk around holding it, but it's a, it's Tezuka. He's, he's a genius. They should not have put a giant Hitler face on the cover. Yeah, I it, look, if, that, if that's what the Tezuka estate wanted, they're doing it, but uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> you know, being on a college campus my first guess would be it is ironically worn by a fan but you never know it could be that you know one out of every 10 college republican who's looking to get in a fight with with a snowflake just like you bob mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was like a football uh, commuter college it was not like a bastion of the liberal arts or okay. anything yeah so, yeah now it's feeling more earnest to me is uh, with these descriptions yeah <laughs> uh not to be disgusting uh but we have jokes about homer's uh clothing disappearing into homer's anus yes and then we have the outline of his penis clearly defined in these strutting around scenes and this is too much for me we have never in more detail seen homer's penis in the show yeah so we can say we've seen bart's penis entirely but homer's penis we have never seen more in detail and uh, yes i mean uh yeah you'd be crazy to uh like looking at that right yeah Uh, (laughs) the the timing on uh the speedos and the jokes of them walking by people who are disgusted it's all very critic you can really smell the al gene on on this particular sequence honestly yes this joke works exactly the same with jay sherman including the singing honestly the singing fits Mm -hmm. more for jay sherman than than homer (laughs) that is true that is true especially because he is singing a song from the 70s a campy song uh is peter allen's i go to rio Mm. uh uh, seemingly made for, you know to be shown in the commercials but Peter Allen he was the first husband of uh, Liza Minnelli also a closeted gay man okay. sadly was one of the first uh, famous people to pass away from AIDS related uh, complications oh. which is yeah wow. it's uh, it, Hugh Jackman did an entire musical about it uh, about this guy because also the guy's Australian so of course that's uh, oh, and that's it. the only reason <laughs> that's the only reason Hugh Jackman would find anything in common <laughs> with Peter Allen that's uh, it's because he's <laughs> Yeah. Australian. It's well, I will say uh, it's okay if you enjoy watching Homer's giant ass eat fabric, but I just want a smooth crotch on a Homer. I don't sure. want any sort of uh, visible genitalia on my Homer. <laughs> you don't want to know the size and scope of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just want the smooth inverted light bulb body that I'm used to. You know, I will say Homer's ass grows so much every season. Like, all right, let's compare Homer's butt in Rosebud, which that's weird to say Homer's butt in Rosebud. But uh, in that episode, when he when he does, uh, Mr. Burns, do this, do that. His his butt isn't huge. I mean, it's like, I guess it's big. But then compared to, say, a couple seasons ago, after the panda love, when you see his butt, it is much like more oval shape. Like it is expanded out more and then this time his butt is so so big and has so many like crevices and and lumps in it like it they, is they make yeah. his thighs bigger too they yeah. really uh blow it up homer for these speedo scenes <laughs> those blue pants are hiding a lot i mean look if you look at the baseline character design for both homer and jay sherman neither of them is that fat it's really just that you know you can you can embellish that for the for the for the joke you go in for the uh, for the gross up. <laughs> I do like Homer saying I hope they're growing somewhere good. That's that's uh, <laughs> fun. And you know what underrated joke I thought this time they're in Brazil told to wear speedos to fit in in Brazil and Bart says he feels European like that's, uh, that's I thought that's yeah. a good joke. We then uh, see that Marge and Lisa are uh, coming to the place where the Lombada was invented, which did originate in Brazil. The Lombada is a Brazilian dance, so they're not wrong there. But the Macarena is from Spain. It's not. It's not. Now, I looked it up. The Macarena guys are from Spain. Okay. While in Venezuela, they saw the Macarena dance. Oh, And they got it from Venezuela, but not Brazil. Got it. Okay. So, uh, So Spanish guys in Venezuela steal they so they still it's cultural appropriation i think with permission it was given to them okay yeah <laughs> but also how many times does hank azaria have to do this birdcage character uh i mean julio <laughs> hasn't even been created yet in the yeah. show really like, i mean uh i i love the just a non-creative blunt it makes sex look like a church yeah. so which makes no sense it makes an act look like a building which yes. makes no yeah. sense <laughs> it should be like it makes sex look like uh like uh skipping through the fields or whatever and and i do like hank azaria's just tossed off like you stupid lady but yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a good it's a good ad lib like, they no. said it was an ad lib <laughs> i mean without that ad lib there would have been no good button yes yeah yeah i think i mean yeah. hank azaria has great ad libs uh, he's got uh, that's right i rob now yeah he's he's so <laughs> some of his best ad libs are sort of uh throwing shade at a joke in the episode going too far and of course so now julio is voiced by a friend of the friend of the show tony rodriguez who does does a great job marge takes lisa away from there then they head back to Bart and Homer who Homer drinks drinks something very sweet and I guess the joke is that it's that it's a very sweet thing but he's reacting to it like it's very spicy is like that the joke so sweet I think that's the yes it's so sweet that he has to react as though it's very spicy or sour it could have maybe I used a little so. bit of extra uh explanation uh but it did make me want that fun drink no hey no drink can be too sweet for me I say I I'm Mr <laughs> I'm Mr Sh- uh, sweet tooth when it comes to drinks oh sweet tooth from twisted metal yeah, loves, yes, I, uh, <laughs> coming soon to right? yeah. yes, right. right. yeah, to streaming, right? Yeah, sorry, Mike Mitchell. The Mitch Man, yeah. Uh, but also, uh, Coatamundis, that it does also feel something like they read a National Geographic, and they're like, yeah, that's a, that's an animal there. And uh, though apparently they're more commonly referred to as Coatis now, not hmm. Coatamundis. Uh, I really like Marge's, like, everything here is something. I feel like Marge gets a lot of good lines in this episode. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> reaction, <laughs> yeah. They, well, uh, yeah, it's great when she's recognizing the joke setup and getting frustrated by them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Algin admits that the bracelet turning into a snake, he felt that was too far and too mean about Brazil. Like, but, uh, but yeah, everything here is something. That's such a good <laughs> one. 
I think then we come to the next scene, which is probably the one that angered Brazil's secretary of tourism the most because i mean look kidnappings happen everywhere but i would think if you are the secretary of tourism for brazil and the incredibly famous cartoon character homer simpson is kidnapped while on vacation in brazil that would look pretty bad for your job as a secretary of tourism Mm -hmm. so i can get why that this was probably the thing that made them the most mad at the time uh and uh and yes they though also though when homer gets uh kidnapped here bart doesn't really care There's gotta be a million kids here. We'll never find Ronaldo. Ronaldo? You know him? No, no. I was just distracting you while my children robbed you. (laughs) (laughs) No, look at all the stuffed Cotamundi. I bet Maggie would like one. (laughs) I'll just get her this bracelet. (laughs) Everything here is something. Hey, Bart, how many more places do we have to search? Just one, and it's across town. Taxi! My American friend, I'm afraid that this is a kidnapping. So that means I don't have to pay the fare? I... I suppose... Uh, Woohoo! I'm afraid you don't appreciate the seriousness of the situation. Fine. <laughs> Take me, but let the boy go! I'm afraid he has already gone. Oh! Bart's calmness in walking away from his father having a gun pointed at him. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was yeah. really funny. Homer's earned it at this point. He's been so awful to Bart this episode in particular. <laughs> I get why Bart's like, yeah, I don't care. Die or don't, Dad. I'm, a- I'm out of here. <laughs> it is kind of fun having Bart be the punching bag in the episode as opposed to like Marjorie Lisa. I don't know. It's something about it. It's a little, it's, I don't know. It's kind of fun. <laughs> you know what? Why in Brazil does the taxi sign say hostage in English on it? It mm. should say it in Portuguese. Come on. Mm. Also, these jokes about like, don't get in an unlicensed taxi. I'm like, that is like, that's all we do every single day now is get into Just unlicensed Check taxi. that license plate. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so then we come back from the commercial break. So they've left Rio with Homer. What is the only other thing they know about Brazil? The rainforest, the Amazon. So, uh, and for some reason they're playing their miami vice music sting over there Very i was wondering confusing. about that using yeah <laughs> they, they spent the money presumably to get that music cue and they play it for like two and a half seconds and that's gone and it's, it's just, just like boat related I there's suppose. a boat on screen <laughs> it's it very odd i guess they had fan boats in some miami vice episodes i guess it's just their fan boat theme i i don't know they yeah, you know it's the only reach i can make uh, <laughs> it escapes me i'm curious too because this episode has a joke about choosing music cues so <laughs> yeah that's true that's true true so, yes the kidnapped homer tries to make a break for it where are you taking me shut up and take that stupid bag off your head no it smells like cinnamon behold the amazon but quick because we are burning it down Listen, I really need a rest stop. Again? I have a bladder the size of a Brazil nut. Uh, We just call them nuts here. (laughs) Suckers. Ah! Ah, Suckers! I like any new turn on the haha suckers joke because this is the suckers era for the show. Yeah, I think Scully really had a, a suckers run there for oh, a while yeah. in his seasons. <laughs> and uh, that joke about Brazil nuts, the accurate, at least according to Wikipedia, is they actually call Brazil nuts there Castanha do Para, uh, which means chestnuts from Para, which is the region that those chestnuts are from. So that's what Brazil nuts are called there. It's not as fun as just saying they call them nuts there, but uh, that's. 
that's the accurate thing now i know <laughs> that joke feels more like the joke like well what do english people call english muffins what do they call them like uh, <laughs> uh, that that i don't have the answer to <laughs> but yes a bunch of bats attack homer in the amazon and uh and i do like the joke that homer put the bag on his own head that they didn't do it to him they're not torturing him yeah. but the <laughs> those jokes will later show homer goes through is horribly beaten he's, off he's tortured his teeth are pulled out <laughs> his nose is broken burned i think with a burned with a cigarette butt too yeah it's a uh, it's tough time for homer off screen but uh, <laughs> but yes uh we kept back to marge and lisa marge has a great line i guess planning a vacation around a missing kid is not a way to have fun <laughs> <laughs> yep and Bart nonchalantly walks back into the room and turns on the TV. This is so ADR. Yeah, uh, I don't like the teleboobies. Teleboobies. It's not also, what they call it in Brazil. I don't like horny Bart. I don't like when no. Bart is like horny for yeah, an adult a, woman. That's a problem. Yeah, there, there, mm-hmm. there are a handful of ADRs in this in this uh, episode. You know, it's an algae. You know, it's gotta be. I mean, especially when it pauses, Bart like holds up the remote and then he is clearly about to press the button and then he's just like, let's watch Teleboobie is like, and also Teleboobies definitely sounds like a final rewrite line that you, that you accept two days before the show airs perhaps, <laughs> but not, not in writer's room. <laughs> but yes, then the boobs move quite a lot here as they move both clockwise and counterclockwise. They get away with doing like a stripper tassel joke on TV. And I would guess on top of and beneath is a live sex act happening on screen. I guess so. I suppose. (laughs) If one must guess. Uh, But this is when Marge learns that he's been kidnapped and they they head to the cops. And basically a Brazilian cop is just Wiggum, who just thinks that he's being hit on. The staging is like identical to the staging in scenes when they go to Wiggum and he does like the typewriter or whatever. (laughs) Uh, yes. I, think, I think it's thoughtfully done, actually. I think it's very intentional. But in this case, Wiggum thinks it's a guy, or sorry, the, the Brazilian Wiggum thinks it's a man and woman hitting on him. And he's like, I'm flattered, but I do not swing that way. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so then we cut back to Homer. He's asking them to scratch him. And all right, I'm not going there again. I don't like that line. Lame, lame joke. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yes, they, I do like the line of him saying, like, if they ever want to see you alive again, they'll have to pay this much. Oh, I don't know. They've been seeing me alive for free for a long time. That's <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. like classic setup punchlines between these characters <laughs> it, feel, it feels very old-fashioned in a fun way also i you know we talk about these animators they had so much to design if they cut corners here i'm not trying to target them but the design of this jungle hut with a radio in it is very similar to the jungle hut in mission Impo- missionary impossible in season 11 also directed by Stephen dean moore well, i looked yeah. that up <laughs> all right well then there you go yeah. yeah i i feel like they're getting they're running out of brazil material so they're like let's let's call burns and Flanders and Mo. Uh, we're kind of done with Brazil. What are they up to? I, I, I mean, this episode. I'm not a huge fan. I don't hate it, but when when Burns shows up, I lit up. I was like, yes. let's let's get into this. Let's talk more There's about Burns. Guy. What's he doing? Yeah. yeah. And now that you got Burns there, like he can say Burns calls one of his old Nazi friends in Brazil. <laughs> Do that. Rich as Nazis. <laughs> uh, but yes, Homer first calls his family for money. They can only get together twelve hundred dollars, and this is when he must call others. They have $1,200. $1,200? You've already eaten that much. Oh, come on. I didn't... Well, maybe. Enough <laughs> of your blarney. Get the money. Oh, hoi, hoi. Mr. Burns, it's Homer Simpson. I've been kidnapped and I need $50,000. Hmm. Well, I'm high on sheep embryos, so I am feeling charitable. 
How about I advance you the money and you work it off? No deal. Moe's Tavern, home of the stinkiest rag in America. Hey, Mo. Oh, Homer, listen, I need 50 grand. Don't ask me why. Oh, no, I need 50 grand. <laughs> I asked you first. Fine, I'll send you 50 grand. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Landers, I need 100 grand. Well, I don't really have that much, but uh, if you need it that bad, you'll be in my prayers. Go suck a Bible. <laughs> Go suck a Bible. That's a good... Uh, a great comeback yeah. to a religious man. Uh, man, that... Now, as far as a little sketch goes, that was great. Like, yeah. that yeah. he calls Mo and then Mo asks for 50000 and then his next <laughs> call is, is to so ask for 100000 yeah, that. that is great. Uh, it's, yeah. like, it's a really good trilogy of jokes uh, sketch that has nothing to do with Brazil. This could be in any episode. Yes, yeah. And then it gets up to 100 when he calls Flanders because now he needs to, to $50,000. he has got to cover Mo as well. He's, he's sticking yeah. to his promise. He's going to cover for Mo. Like, and also, it's funny hearing the captors say blood. Blarney. I don't know where I like enough of your Blarney. <laughs> but as Homer is uh, has no one left to turn to after hanging up on all these people, uh, we then cut to the family still looking for him and Carnival is happening, which in 2002, Carnival happened in mid February. Hmm. So it's not, it's like six weeks after. It's not, honestly, they could have timed it to air during Carnival if they had, if they'd really wanted to. But uh, I like the shot of the ambiguous sexuality that like there's, you know, there's some hot girls dancing around and then a guy in a Speedo as well. And Marge is just confused all by it. But I don't Homer know if, would love it. I don't know if Homer would like I it. He was that a, Homer would have enjoyed it. He was upset by the gay pride dog parade. That's true. Earlier. Yeah, he didn't like that. Not too long ago yeah. in the show. <laughs> but another compliment to the animators. Marge dancing and worrying at the same time. That's really funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love like, that. <laughs> and it's, it's staged very well, too. I like that uh, we see it in the media and then we see it that for a while then we cut out wide and we see it in the wide for yeah. a while that was very funny while Bart and Lisa are dancing around her yeah and they're just dancing yeah. regular I like Lisa's doing a real cool like uh, like her arms back and kind of like I don't know like a fish move or something I don't know yeah, dance that, was, that was some great animation there uh, and then uh, this is when they uh, are saved by an unlikely parade float I'll just dance and worry at the same time <laughs> It's a stripper from the kids' show. She makes paying attention cool. Lisa! Lisa! Ah! It's me, Ronaldo. Ronaldo! Yes, I am Flamenco Flamingo. And it all started with the dancing shoes you bought me. Why didn't you tell me? I tried to write, but I didn't know what state you lived in. It's a bit of a mystery, yes. But if you look at the clues, you can figure it out. Oh no, the parade. She starts. Meet me at your studio. Where is it? That way. Here is the ransom for your father. Are you sure you can afford it? I make as much as Malcolm in the middle. And because I have no parents, my earnings remain unstolen. It feels like a mean joke towards their code. Yeah. The show there like follows this one directly. Malcolm in the and middle. And his parents didn't steal his money. He just had horrible brain problems. And yeah. now he can't remember the show. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, but, I feel like maybe it's not specifically aimed at Frankie Muniz's financial situation. More just, I make as much <laughs> as Malcolm in the middle. Side note, 
because <laughs> I am an orphan, I don't get my uh, earnings stolen. But uh, and the the, the 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 usage of the words unstolen is very very yeah. pointed. <laughs> oh, yes, I was yeah. wondering because earlier in the episode, Lisa's like, "Oh, he usually sends me a letter every month, but I haven't gotten one, so I tried to call." And then in this one, he's like, "I tried to write you, but I didn't know what state you're in." So like, mm. what about this? Well, other then how do you write her in the that? first place? <laughs> Doesn't make no sense. Did he? Maybe mm. he wrote the letters and handed them to the nuns, and the nuns sent them. And now that he's no longer at the orphanage, he has to send it himself. Yeah, perhaps and, it's something through the program. It made sense there, and yada yada yada. No, but that's a that is an important plot hole. You're correct. I, I think. Thank you. I'm no. done. Goodbye. <laughs> Again, I think on my first watch of this, I fear they do the South Park thing of going extra cynical, like that Ronaldo uh, was like running the kidnappers or something, or that's like it would be something evil and dark. But instead, it is like no, Lisa. Lisa helped out a kid in in poverty, and he l- pulled himself up by his bootstraps and is now a very rich television straps. star. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's, it's even less straps. cynical than this show might have done a couple years earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a flamenco flamingo and flamenco dancing is from Spain. Mm-hmm. He's not sambaing. <laughs> mm-hmm. He should be like the samba salamander or something. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, they don't care. I wonder if there were uh, like children in the audience who see him unzip his costume to their horror of like, what? <laughs> that should freak him out. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a what are you telling me? <laughs> yes, people do wear revealing costumes at Carnival. That's another fact horny Americans are aware of for sure. Uh, but the heat... <laughs> my horny finger on the horny pulse <laughs> but but though it's also funny that the they bring up on the commentary too the swinging boobs that point the where to go they almost considered cutting that similar joke from the simpsons movie because they're like ah wait we did it in the brazil episode can we really do it again but they decided no we we can do it again. the swinging boobs are too essential to the plot of this movie yes <laughs> yes people love them plenty of boobs for the time <laughs> trust mcneil playing another character with swinging breasts that point in a certain direction yeah. Le- leading characters to their goal <laughs> that's true man become a part you wouldn't play these days no so i'm confused here though if they so they're asking for fifty thousand. if they're asking for fifty thousand real that's worth today nine thousand dollars but i believe the real has really dropped in the last few years i think it was more like twenty thousand dollars back then but uh, i think they want american dollars mm-hmm. I, I think everybody so. does <laughs> and uh and you know what rio's cable cars to Sugarloaf Mountain all real things and still in operation hmm. so again this is one of those cool. oh this is correct by a tourist standard and that though I don't know if I'd ever get in one of those they look so scary those I've I've never even at Disneyland I've never really been in like a cable maybe once in an amusement park I've been in a cable car but uh, I don't think I've ever seen what happens one. to Homer you know yeah, I want that to happen true. to me it's scary <laughs> stuff don't get into one of those with your captors yes yeah that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the key But yes, as they're there, we get some live music editing. We're supposed to bring the ransom money to the top of Sugarloaf Mountain. The tension is killing me. How about this? (laughs) That's not tense enough. It's making light of the situation. Yep, that's it. Just right. That's the one. Look! (laughs) So, so you guys, how similar to that is to actually picking out sound cues uh for uh animation editing well i feel like you'd have a music handout 
Yeah, uh, you and would you just describe what you want for that scene. I don't think you would get something as. <laughs> I think rarely will you do the handout and describe what is needed for the scene, and you will get the wrong, like the fully wrong emotion. Although the scene reminded me of a part in a regular show, uh, Halloween special, where High Five Ghost was trapped in an elevator, and there were various music cues that were incorrect oh, uh, yeah. and bad. But it, it, it's a difficult thing when you have a character commenting on the quality or tone of music. It always there's always like a bit of a readability issue. Like even that third song cue, it's like, oh, well, what is that exactly? That's like, just like a classic mm. Simpsons tension song, it feels yeah. like. So. It's funny, though, because it's like the first thing was a tension song, and this is a slightly less tension song. It's, a, <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I love Marge's reaction, like, oh, that's it. That, and Lisa going, that's the one. Like, that, that's I'm the sure they, they use that cue before <laughs> to introduce like yeah. a tense scene or coming back from break and something dangerous is happening. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was a joke amongst themselves being so familiar with it. Like, and we'll use <laughs> tension music number three or whatever. <laughs> That's the right one for this scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, uh, they then are doing the Homer handoff. Uh, this is where they are looking through their book of memories, their scrapbook. My favorite in there that I only got on pausing was that po- Homer wrote a poem called My Teeth Hurt, which <laughs> that's a good, that, that just the title made me laugh. I like it. But this is so the runner in this time. Somebody will do something crazy and then someone else will say, you slept like a baby that night or, oh, he's going to sleep tonight. They were saying that. Must that's be, in like five episodes. There could have been some new parents on the staff or something. <laughs> mm, that's all right. <laughs> and, and yes, they explain Stockholm Syndrome to us when they, they do the payoff. And uh, yes, this is when they have to agree that their currency is gay and that it's colorful. But, you know, the reason country... U.S. is the weirdos for not having multiple different colors of their currency because it's it's meant to make it easier to differentiate your thing and you look in your wallet a 20 and a 10 look the same mm-hmm. i would much prefer to have color coordinated uh money where where again it's a clarity thing it would, it would just be much clearer at a glance yeah a pile of green looks this it's just uh what is this ones or is this fives what is this the canadian money is so, so resilient mm-hmm. it's got holograms on it you can look through this little like <laughs> plastic window it's great and japanese money's fun too if you turn the bill, the queen dances for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> that doesn't happen, Play Henry. Oh, that, well, that does happen with, uh, with Washington, right? I think he winks at you or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they do the handoff and, of course, does not go well. Homer jumps. I mean, the kidnappers get their money. They're paid. They're all fine. <laughs> Happy ending for them. No, no comeuppance for the guys who kidnapped Homer. But instead, Homer jumps into it. And this really, maybe it's because I just, you know, saw the Gorge clip recently again but it's like this is basically Homer falls down the gorge happening to every member of the family but this time everyone is fine they're just like yeah. ooh ah. yeah. I like them smashing against the fourth wall that's uh, good yeah, that's, that's really that's cool. cool that was a fun little bit of a uh, little bit of boarding yeah I like that <laughs> then we we have an ending which on the commentary they even sheepishly admit the last joke is hard to come up with sometimes guys homie <laughs> <laughs> oh. are you okay Yes, honey, I'm better than okay. Because I've learned that no matter how bad I screw up, you'll always bail me out. Mom, Dad, we better do something about this. Don't be sad. It's Carnival! (laughs) 
Yeah, that's a weird ending because the episode wasn't about Homer being too impulsive, nor was it about snake safety. <laughs> no, yeah. no. It, why why didn't Ronaldo get to come back at the end and, and thank Lisa or something? And why why this is another of those stories where Lisa gets her story stolen from her by wacky Homer adventures. It happens mm, all the yeah. time. But Bart dancing inside of a snake happily, like it, it makes me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it's real random. I'll say that. Like, uh, don't yeah. be scared. It's carnival. Da, 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 da. The joke is random, and the emotional resolution is random yeah. as well. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. That's what that was about this whole time. Finally, Homer and Marge are reunited. They because they were split <laughs> up in this episode. Like, yeah. Yeah, and the, the kiss is really interesting. The kiss is a little long. It's, it's a little like, long. And like, it's huh. a weird cycle. Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I forgot how this ended, and I was like, "Is something going to happen with the kiss?" Because it's going on for a long time. I don't know if there was something that was going to be the joke about that that they cut. I don't know. I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> episode was sixteen frames short, so they had to <laughs> find some time. Cycle that kiss one more time. We need a half a second back here. No, uh, and then, of course, the song over Bart dancing inside the snake then transitions to a new version of the Simpsons theme done carnival style. And it's uh, it's nice. I like that. I like that. We don't get those anymore because Alf mm-hmm. Lawson isn't around. And also there aren't really credits with music anymore. Yes. Yeah. And they I, often I, just put deleted scenes at the end or some tag. After oh, yeah. The yeah. Credits. Pretty much is yeah. just another joke. Yeah. Which, you know, they, they cut so many things for commercials. I guess, see why they use them. But they show that does do the alternate versions of the theme a lot at the end is murder she wrote great uh, a lot of great versions like a jangly country version or she's going to hawaii so it turns into an island theme version (laughs) that's fun Oh, yeah. That's fun. And so The Simpsons and uh, Murder, She Wrote, the two shows that care enough to do the yeah. different <laughs> music. There is such a rabid uh, vinyl market now. You could put out an 8LP box set of Murder, She Wrote remixes and people would buy them. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, oh, Mondo I released this. It's four hundred dollars. They'd sell. They'd sell. Th- they'd sell five thousand like that. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, shipping in twenty twenty eight. There's a big bottleneck on vinyl production right now. <laughs> uh, you know, this is about an episode we did two episodes ago. But speaking of credit stuff, the Beverly Hillbillies ending they did. I saw how it originally aired, and I think I know why they did it too. It was I think they did it to prevent Fox from putting commercials for the next show over it because they mm. actually do air the waving and the music the entire time right so i think there was a sinister background for them choosing and, to do it and for a while king of the hill would put a final scene over the credits mm-hmm. uh i think for the same reason it wasn't yeah. a deleted scene it was like here's an epilogue over the credits and i think they just wanted to make sure fox didn't shove them to the side and put in a promo for whatever was coming next usually in my experience ah. trying to find commercials for old episodes it's a commercial for that 70 show mm. like, usually they they were going hard on ads for that 70 show this one we watched some ads that had dark angel we did find the ads it was dark angel <laughs> This Futurama, huh. Greg the Bunny. Oh right! Uh, oh on, right! On on tap. This is in the brief era of Greg the Bunny airing on on Fox. Yeah, blink and you'll miss it, folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, I expected to be slightly more um, offended by this episode, though. Uh, certainly, they make some broad assumptions about Brazil and straight up wrong things about it. Uh, but I guess it's me as a white guy who's never been to Brazil. <laughs> I, I I thought it could have been more offensive. But yeah, definitely yeah. they would never do this episode today. One, because I think they'd at least uh, have a writer that went to Brazil write it at the very least. And two, probably hire some Brazilian actor 
actors, I would think. Yes. Also. Yeah. Yeah. You would think. I would also think. I would hope, certainly. <laughs> Even get Shusha on the show. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. or two. Yeah, I, was, I thought it would be worse. Uh, no, I, I was never a fan of this one. Uh, and I think by being inaccurate, they actually avoided being uh, racist about things. <laughs> Just like, yeah. oh, you're making jokes about other countries. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I thought it would be worse. But there's a lot of, again, they wouldn't do this today. And some stuff is hard to watch. And it's just like wacky travelogue. Some of the sketches in here are fine. Uh, we talked about the phone call. That's very funny. Oh, yeah. And a few other things like Homer like treating himself. I think things unrelated to where they are are very, very funny in this episode. But once we get back to the Brazil content, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, women steal from you and monkeys bite <laughs> yeah. you and people take you hostage. It's it's all very weird and uh, not not a huge fan. Uh, uh, Toby and Maddie, final thoughts on this one. Uh, I would echo what both, what both of you said, which is to say I expected it maybe to be a little worse and there were at least a, a handful of solidly funny jokes within uh so it was so it wasn't a, a completely uh, difficult situation but uh, at the same time you know not among my favorites what about you yeah um <laughs> ditto some uh there were some good lines marge got a lot of good lines and impressive artistry lots of truly hard to hard to pull off shots and many many characters so bravo i say on that front <laughs> yes if anything uh, congrats to Stephen dean moore for this travelogue episode and all of the work that everyone had to put into it with new backgrounds and characters and all of the action and stuff like that <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect breast physics swinging around and yep. Homer's balls drawn in well, there, detail too. circles you see, the foundation of animation, the ball animating. <laughs> ah, yes, the bouncing ball. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, uh, we, we always love having actual animation professionals on here who can ap- appreciate Simpsons from a, a direction, you know, not everybody looks at. I, I we It's great to have you guys on and, and you know, hey, if, if this inspired you guys to do an episode of a cartoon you're working on of the characters go to Brazil, like... Uh, uh, and uh, and I, 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 I'm sure you'll handle it better than The Simpsons did. I, I think so. <laughs> Thank you for the vote of confidence. We'll, we'll do the characters go to the Midwest first. We'll <laughs> yeah, that one I think we can handle. About. We got enough info on that one. <laughs> so, uh, Toby and Maddie, thanks for joining us. Where can we find you online? And do you want to plug anything that is uh, not NDA'd to hell and back? Sure. Uh, I'm Toby. You can you can catch me on social media at Toby Toby Jones for all of your updates. Uh, if you can find them, watch regular show and OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes on wherever they happen to be at this moment. Uh, and keep an eye out for fun stuff on the way. You can find me on Twitter at, at Hamshears. Yeah, Infinity Train is somewhere out there. You can buy it with you money. You can buy. It's yeah. on iTunes, I think, still. Uh, it's somewhere. <laughs> um, otherwise, same things Toby said. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, you'll see what we're doing. Yeah. I can't wait. It'll be worth the wait, I'm sure, once once the time comes. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much. It was awesome talking with you guys, as always. Always a pleasure. Oh, no, wait. I know what I'll plug. Babylon 5. Ooh, Babylon 5. Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our friend Cattle, appreciate that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks again to Toby and Maddie for being on the show. If you want to check out more of what we do and get all these episodes one week at a time and ad-free, please go to patreon.com slash talking simpsons sign up for five bucks a month you get just that but also access to everything behind the five dollar paywall that includes over 100 mini series episodes about shows like the critic mission hill and batman the animated series we also have a monthly ongoing mini series about futurama and king of the hill that's behind the five dollar paywall and actually running right now behind that paywall is our uh, yearly mini series this time it's about batman the animated series so we did season one last year currently season two is unraveling every friday through the end of 
2022. You sign up, you'll get those as well as they go live. There's a lot happening, and it's all at the $5 level, only at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. And there is a $10 level as well. When you sign up for that, you get access to all the $5 stuff naturally, but also access to one super long podcast once a month, only for patrons of that level or higher. And what is that, Henry? Bob is talking about the What a Cartoon Movie Podcast, which for 10 bucks a month, you get to hear that and all the $5 things Bob just mentioned. Us covering an animated feature film super in-depth, just like we do an episode of The Simpsons where they go to Brazil. Last month, we covered The Transformers, the movie 1986, the long toy commercial full of brutal murder that we had a whole bunch of fun talking about for over four hours. At the end of this month, we are covering for the first time a Leica film, Paranorman from 2012, our Halloween hangover. And there is a giant back catalog. I'm talking four full years of what a cartoon movie podcast you get over 240. 40 hours of what a cartoon movie podcast in addition to all of the other stuff you get at patreon.com slash talking simpsons as for me, I've been one of your hosts, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo, and I have another podcast. It's called Retronauts. It's all about classic video game. You can find that wherever you find podcasts or go to patreon.com slash retronauts. Sign up there for two full-length bonus episodes every month. And Henry, how about you? You can follow me on Twitter at H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. And if you're following me and Bob on Twitter, then you definitely should be following the official Twitter account of this podcast at Talk Simpsons Pod. If you follow at Talk Simpsons Pod on Twitter, you stay up to date whenever there's new podcasts on our free feeds or for what a cartoon as well also whenever we do new stuff on the patreon please follow at talk simpsons pod on twitter and finally if you're looking for an easy to view list of all of our previous free podcasts that we've released of talking simpsons and what a cartoon head over to talking simpsons podcast.com thanks so much for listening folks we'll see you again next time for the newest episode of our community podcast talk to the audience and we'll see you then They sure love soccer here. Check out! <laughs> no! Look, Marge, I'm Brazilian. How to loot Brazil? I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs>